Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're We're lost lost on Lost. Welcome everybody to Lost on Lost. I'm Adam Busher and I'm joined as always by a guy who never misses his flights, J.P. Russell. (laughs) As much as the universe would like me to, I always manage to get on. Hey, J.P. Yeah. Did you ever see The Hurt Locker? Yeah. Just wondering. Uh, We don't have any time for banter. Uh, We've got a (laughs) double-length episode here, folks. Uh, No, fuck that. I'm so good at Minesweeper, I could have done the whole Hurt Locker in like 10 minutes. Today we're talking about Exodus Parts 2 and 3, the 24th and 25th episodes of Season 1, and the 24th and 25th episodes of Lost Overall. Our centric characters are everyone's favorite middle section survivors of Oceanic Flight 815. The middle section survivors of Oceanic Flight 815. (laughs) Exodus Parts 2 and 3 takes place on the 44th day after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815 give me the recap jp oh man this is it this is the end of season one of lost i'm so excited the writers are going to pull out all the stops for this one we have so much to talk about we have a baby snatching plot line we've never seen one of those before we have flashbacks to you know when everyone gets on the plane oh my god i love it when people get on the plane oh and and man if you want to see scenes of people walking around the jungle unnecessarily slow we got that and they're wearing backpacks we have so much of that charlie has a drug problem we've never seen that on lost oh man then we're gonna finally get to see inside the hatch you're technically correct the best kind of correct this episode is dynamite isn't it leslie here we are exodus part you and me adam yeah we have some guests we certainly do (laughs) is that our cue should we jump in i'm very uncomfortable Eagle-eared listeners of the show will recognize the dulcet tones of both James Leesky and Kevin Heyer, joining us from episodes five and six of Lost on Lost. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. We're the back half of the plane. (laughs) Hide your babies. (laughs) Hide your babies. Hide your Bernards. That's a a joke I don't know if everyone gets or not yet. Hey, guys, I'm I'm worried that uh, the audience might get confused with four uh, millennial males with similar sounding voices. So just really quick, can we go around the room and everybody please say when the president does it, it's not illegal. And uh, just with with your name for reference. OK, should I start? Yeah. OK, so yes. this, this is James starting when the president does it. It's not illegal. <laughs> OK, very good. Kevin. Hi, I'm Kevin Heyer. When the president does it, it's not illegal. <laughs> Okay, Adam. Yeah, this is Busher. Um, <clears throat> when the president does it, it's not illegal. Yeah, no, I want to point out, Adam's the only one in the room who didn't do a head shake well, with it. With it. Oh. Because I'm a professional, I'm keeping my mouth down, Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, J- JP, give it to us. Oh, uh, it's JP. Uh, uh, when the president does it, it's not illegal. So uh, now now the audience knows what's yeah. up. We were, we were <laughs> all who? doing an Admiral Akbar impression, right? Is right. that what that was? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, that's funny that you bring that up, JP, because I, I was actually speaking with a fan recently, just a couple of days yeah. ago, and he did mention in one of our most recently aired episodes that you, uh, me, and Mark Dunst, he, uh, he had a hard time telling our voices. <laughs> that's fair. That's yeah. very fair. I told him to buy better headphones. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I like, you know, just blaming the fan. Yeah, like, oh, it must be your fault. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like to be poor? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, speaking oh, of poor, uh, we did have a recent coffee donation. So, yeah. Thanks again to uh, to uh, Big Jimmy V for uh, for handing us a coffee. Uh, we appreciate Hell that. Hell yeah. Thank Keeping you. Keeping the lights on. Um, Let's do real quick. Uh, James, what have you been watching recently? What's new? What's good? Um, I just watched the new Christmas movie on Apple TV Plus called Spirited mm-hmm. with uh, Ryan Reynolds uh-huh. and Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. That was a ton of fun. Was it? Yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Big fan of like Christmas Carol adaptations, but also it's a musical. Mm-hmm. So. It was it was a lot okay. of fun. Yeah, yeah. It was very entertaining and ten minutes too long. <laughs> it was a bit long, wasn't it? I think I broke it up between sure. like a meal, <laughs> so uh, I made a meal of it while eating dinner. So hey. that, hey, that was a thing. Um, I don't think I've been watching too much television lately. I've been rewatching a lot of that '70s show in preparations for that '90s, for the 90s show, show. Sure. Yeah. which yeah, I'm excited yeah, about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Kevin, what about you? What have you been watching recently? Oh, uh, let's see. We're coming up to the end of the year. So at this point now, it's like kind of a sprint to like watch all of the movies that are considered mm. among the best of the year and sure. like things for Oscar consideration. So I watched VHS 99. Uh, <laughs> and oh, nice. one of those segments was pretty good. Uh, otherwise, I did see Banshees of Inishirin. Oh, shit. And yeah, yeah. I thought that was really good. I'd nice. highly recommend that for everyone. And then in terms of TV, I've actually been catching up on Only Murders in the Building yeah, just yeah. because. Oh, solid. I'm glacial with TV. TV. Yeah. It's one of those things where when something drops and people are like, yeah, it's good. I'm like, yeah, we'll fucking see well, about that. We'll get yeah, to it. yeah, we'll get to that at some point. And finally, now that its second season is completed, I went, OK, I'll actually try. The- oh, wait, I really like this. So, yeah, I'm about halfway through season two right now. Ah, love okay. that show. Right. That, that's yeah. the one where, yeah, I binge season one once it finished airing. And I was like, yeah, I can't wait for season two to come out. And season two has been out for a while. I was like, yeah, I'll get to, I'll get that. to it. <laughs> I'm getting to that. Awesome. Cool. Well, there you go. Bonafide TV experts uh, right there. Credentials established. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. (laughs) You guys want to talk about Lost? That's why I'm here. Hell yeah. That is why I'm here. Yes, please. Let's do it. Exodus Parts Du and Trois originally aired on May 25th, 2005. It was written by Damo Carlton and directed by Bender. You want some jokes? You write them. Let's get right into it. (laughs) Wait. Okay. So I I didn't look this up because I don't do, what's that word called? Research. Um, So these aired back to back. Yeah. Same night. And and we got a to be continued title card in the middle of two episodes that air back to back. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would also be really curious to know, too, if this was something where they planned this to just be two episodes, wrote it, and went, uh-oh, and then decided it was going to be three, <laughs> just because there seem, <laughs> it seems like they had kind of plotted it out as, yeah, we can knock this out in a couple of episodes, because, and we'll talk about it with part two, is on paper, there are plot lines where not a lot really happens, which isn't yeah. a complete dig yet. We'll get to it. But <laughs> uh, here's here's the here's the blurb uh, regarding the runtime from Lostpedia from the trivia section. Okay. Uh, it was originally planned as a one hour long with commercials that would make the season finale two parts over two weeks. There you go. Um, ABC write, asked them to write a 90 minute episode. Mm-hmm. They overwrote it, mm-hmm. resulting in 
a three-part finale over two weeks. Okay. It's fucking bullseye that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you know stuff, especially about writing. <laughs> it's like <laughs> ooh, weird. Hey, uh, I just I, before we get too much into this, uh, I do want you guys to know that I watched this on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. with ads. Nice. Uh, specifically, I got about seven ads for the new GMC Sierra Heavy Duty, Ooh. so I might have some notes about that interspersed. <laughs> so okay, I'm looking underneath my seat to see if you had gotten me a car, uh, if you had gotten me the GMC no, Sierra. And, no, okay, we don't yeah. have that budget yet. Okay, um, <laughs> we open on the beach. Uh, oh, with Exodus Part 2, no, 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 <laughs> we open on an eye. And That's true. following That's the true. Lost on Lost drinking game, yep. yeah, I was I already drink. drunk. Drink. Yeah. You were already drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is an eye. It's an eye. Uh, yeah. Baby's crying. Baby's crying. Baby's crying. Uh, there's black smoke in the distance. Everybody's packing up for the caves. Uh, raise your hands if you watched Exodus Part Fun recently. No, absolutely Kevin, not. No, no. Yep. no. Why would I? <laughs> you know, the show watched Exodus Part Fun fucking three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to the caves, right? Yeah, sure. Because smoke. Yeah. Something about like the others are coming, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Charlie comes running up to Saeed. He needs a gun because uh, he's got to protect Claire. He's got to protect the ones he loves. Saeed apparently has the guns. Yes. Sir, Charlie says that Saeed can't protect Claire, even though Saeed is the very person I would want protecting Claire. Right, that was right, right, that was my first bump. Yep. Just from like a, a continuity thing with characters, because you know how much I love complaining about that. Mm-hmm. You know, Cl- Claire's really having a rough time with mm-hmm. the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she's like, no one ever told me how to do this. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you decided to keep the child and then to not take any like pre-birth classes. So that's on you, lady. Like you well, decided to keep this child. You could have taken a class. Well, that's kind of interesting you say that because I honestly kind of vibed with Claire in this beginning scene because like being a new parent is pretty stressful as it is. But now imagine throwing in danger like smoke monsters and polar bears and OK basis. So like I great. completely no, especially the basis, man. Are you kidding? Like I can completely <laughs> understand why she's stressed. <laughs> that's fair. But yeah, so Charlie, Charlie wants a gun from Saeed. And uh, so it's like, hey, if you, you want to help Claire, maybe just pack her shit up and get her to the cave. Yeah, if you want to help Claire. Help Claire. Help her? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. Like, <laughs> instead of uh, complaining to me about it, why don't you step up, man? It's just like, it's pretty clear what kind of help she needs, yeah. bro. <laughs> I mean, you should be thinking straight. You're clean now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for now. Yeah. That's the problem with Charlie getting clean is that now that he's not strung out, everybody realizes that he's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Oh, that was just his personality. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, from there, we cut to the Black Rock. Yeah. A pirate ship in the middle of the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, like, this is the A-team of the three-part finale, whatever. Jack, Kate, Locke, Leslie Arst. Ob- obviously uh, Arst. Getting, getting, getting a cap here uh, in the um, yeah. in the A-team mission. And uh, Hurley and also Rousseau. Yeah. They, they come up on it. The only note I have is Cardi B sound. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
right here we have another classic Rousseau opt-out. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Right away. We've had Rousseau show up in a couple of Lost on Lost episodes recently, and like every time she's on, she's like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> she's the definition of not my problem. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she's like, yeah, I told you I'd get you here. I have jungle shit to do, lighters. I got a, yeah. I got a baby to kidnap. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's the Nerds. whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so she bails. Then Jack, Kate, and Locke decide to go in the ship. Aris decides to stay outside. Hurley also yeah. decides to stay outside. I um, mean, we need someone to just be like hanging a lantern on every aspect of this show, and that right. someone is Arst. Right. Arst. 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 A A R. Anyway. Z T. Yeah. I mean, his first name's Leslie. Leslie. Watching this again, because I mean, I think we've all established my last time on the show. I've seen all of Lost multiple times. Yeah. So rewatching this, man, I forgot how much of like a vessel he was for how it felt like the writers were just like, I mean, we hate all the critics picking apart our like, you know, little thing we built on this show. Oh, Hurley's not losing weight. Let me let me make art say it. Oh, uh, (laughs) you know, you guys are a click. Let me just make art say it. And guess what? I'm going to blow him up because I hate all you. I got that vibe that the writers were just like taking out all their frustrations on like critics of the show and putting it into this character called Mm -hmm. Arts Mm -hmm. and having them eat dynamite. Basically, that's that's exactly it, James. That bravo. (laughs) I could not have said that better. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's the end of the cold open. Uh, The lost card comes up and we are continuing. Continuous on the on the ship, uh, Jack, Kate, yeah. and Locke go in. Uh, much like um, everything in America, I'm like, man, this is cool. And then I find out it's built on slavery. <laughs> so they find a bunch of skeletons. Yeah, um, yeah, yep. they're chained up. Yeah, yeah. If there's anyone cool. I trust to handle this kind of material, it's the Lost writer. So let's fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> Like, yep. I was I was watching this with my wife Jenny, who's been on the show before. My wife, my wife, my and wife. Uh, <laughs> the one and only comment she made during this entire watch for me was, "We saw the skeletons in shackles," mm-hmm. and she just leans over and goes, "Well, they can get out now." My God! God. And, and I was just like, <laughs> my first response was, "What?" And she's like, "The skeletons." Because because their wrists are smaller now, and I was Adam, like, Adam, "You're done now." <laughs> I'm in the Google Doc right now. I'm deleting all of our future guests, and yeah, I'm just putting just Jenny all, back. They're all going to be Jenny. Absolutely, they should. Oh my god, it was it was quite entertaining. <laughs> anyway, I love that the production designer in the script read abandoned old ship, and then immediately went to a PA and was like, "Buy 400 pounds of rope." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Beyond the chains and the skeletons, there's also like mining equipment on there. Somebody yeah. uh, opines yeah. it was probably on the way to some sort of mining colony, something like that. And then Kate spots the olives. Uh, I wrote the same. <laughs> 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 oh man! Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Eagle-eared listeners will remember the first time we actually saw the Black Rock was when we watched a season three episode in which John Locke <laughs> used thought the that it was olives. <laughs> and JP thought it was olives. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I just saw L I V E S. I was oh, like, oh yeah, oh, olives, right? Yeah, right, olives. Right, right. But that's the first thing I thought of now. So, like, you know, Lost on Lost is poisoning my mind. I was like, oh, the olives. 
<laughs> Anyways, now they got some explosives and they yeah. take them outside. Uh, we cut to outside, and this is this is James' note about oh, the critics. Right. Um, yeah, ours is just bitching about something. Hurley's not listening. Yeah, like because and this is sort of like the extension of that. It's like so the writers have channeled all the critics' complaints about Lost in general. Yeah. They're, they're having Leslie voice them here, and then they are represented by Hurley. He is not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> no. His, his facial expressions are okay. so good. Yeah, they really are, because it is. Like, his entire face just reads, get me on the Scooby-Doo ship right now. <laughs> He's like, I am really regretting this. Uh, the ship is spooky, but this is way more annoying. <laughs> so, yeah, so then we come back to the inside. I, I wrote down here a misogyny fest because the boys don't want to let Kate do anything dangerous. Oh, my God. There's a lot of that. Dude, that's Jack this whole episode, yeah, I yep. feel. And I, as I was reviewing my notes, I was thinking to myself, oh, okay, maybe it's not like big M misogyny. We do know that Jack has misogyny problems himself as a character, and probably Locke to a to a lesser extent. Um, we don't really see John interact with women too often, other than like Helen. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's a big M misogyny problem, but I think it's a probably a little M personal misogyny well, problem. Well, and, and, and a hero complex thing with Jack. It's, a, it's and, like, very much a hero uh, complex. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what we'll get into it later. I, I think that little M occasionally transitions into a fairly big M. Sure. To a capital sure, M. Sure, sure, yes. sure, sure. Outside, uh, ours continues to bitch about clicks. He's like, the, the, he's like yeah. whining the gym teacher. The gym teacher doing that. It's like, dude, you had therapy. Go to therapy. Everybody go to right. therapy. Ours go to therapy. Yeah. Everybody go to therapy. It'll help. That's where it goes. He's also you. complaining about not being in this group. And if you've paid attention to Jack at all throughout this podcast, you know, if Jack is in the group, you don't want to be a part of it. Like, it's it's okay, man. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Like, this is a club, dude, that, like, it's it's that you get inside and you're just like, I should have stayed home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he does make, he makes one point about the, the click that I would agree with, and it's that Jin is feeding everyone amazing fish, and... Doesn't he say he's not? He's not catching fish for everybody? No, no, no. That's why I'm saying that's a point for him to want to be in the click. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. Jin is feeding that click, everyone in the click, and Jin's awesome. Yeah, Jin does. Like, roll. yeah, mm-hmm. you got to deal with the misogynistic Jack hero <laughs> complex. You got to deal with Hurley. M- m- kind of moody Just, sometimes. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, fine. The uh, click. You know, the weird mysticism of I John think, Locke. I think <laughs> that's a fair trade off because. Jin is Jin and Son are just a damn delight, mm. yep. and he they knows are. what he's doing when it comes to the culinary yep. aspect of island cooking. He can yeah. push like a motherfucker. That's right. Uh, and also, hey Leslie, you're complaining that you're not in the A team, but the A team currently has you on a mission. Maybe don't complain about the A team the whole time if you want to yeah. remain part of it. Maybe step up and show him that you could. You're you know your right, top right, quality right, here. Right, right, right. right well, right, he right, tries yeah. to. He does try to. Uh, he he, he, he yeah. does have a specific skill, and that's why he's along this time. Is that he knows about explosives? How good is that skill? Oh, we'll, we'll get wonder. to that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, the boys carry the box out of the ship and he loses his fucking mind he's like yeah. put it down yeah. it's not gone um then he gives us a little science lesson which is kind of neat it, it gave me sort of bill nye vibes he's like yeah, i don't know if you yeah. know how about di- dynamite in the heat but it sweats nitroglycerin mm-hmm. now, dynamite is just made out of clay and nitroglycerin put together but when it's you know nitroglycerin is the most yeah volatile so i kind of called bullshit on this so i watched three mythbusters episodes about <laughs> nitroglycerin sure He's he's right in that when it gets too hot and too old, it starts to sweat nitroglycerin. That's correct. Mm-hmm. The manner in which it blows up is 
wildly, wildly incorrect. <laughs> I was going to ask, was it like, would it in in reality more or less just like catch on fire first and then blow up? It'll blow up, but you got to like have kinetic force behind it. You got to hit like hit it between two pieces of metal or something like mm-hmm. that. Like you can't just like have it in your hand and then it just so i can air drum with old dynamite and i'll be fine oh for sure because yeah that's the trope (laughs) that you see on like tv shows and movies and stuff like that when nitroglycerin was always the explosive before it got into the modern era where now people are using plastic explosives and c4 C4, yeah like there was always like oh my god it's a semi full of nitroglycerin and it's barreling through the city and it's like okay well yeah if it's a fucking tanker truck full of nitroglycerin in a big yeah that's probably dangerous mm -hmm. yeah i played a lot of crash bandicoot i know i know you cannot touch (laughs) that green box exactly 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 exactly. you got it uh ours tries to prep the tnt for transport he (laughs) takes Kate, give me your shirt. Asks the only woman there for her shirt. Uh, yeah. Calls yeah. her princess, too. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's the capital M. Yep. yep. Yeah. He's just trying to impress Jack is really what's happening. <laughs> really, what they're doing is just coding him as, hey, if this guy explodes, you shouldn't really yeah, feel much about it. Right. He, he dunks Kate's shirt in water. He wraps a stick of dynamite in the wet shirt. And he's like, boom, all done. It's fine. Now you can do whatever you want. It's wrapped in a dirty, wet shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he starts waving it around like a sparkler on the 4th of July. Uh, and yeah, he just fucking blows up. Blows up. <laughs> yep. He just <laughs> evaporates. Like, uh. Credit to the production team, too, because they're definitely coding it like, yeah, this is gore raining down on oh, the other survivors. Yeah. But what yeah. they do is they're mostly using leaves. Yeah. Which I thought was like a very clever way yeah. to kind of get around the ABC early 2000s. How do we actually display what we want to display and get it on TV? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That is a good point. Because, yeah, you get a little bit of gore. A little, a little looks, bit. Looks yeah. like a little bit. And, but it's mostly mixed with mud and like, yeah, like jungle detritus. So, yeah. 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 Take something that should hypothetically be horrifying yep. and make it palatable yeah. for a, pro- a broadcast television audience. Um I thought this scene came later in the episode, honestly. So I was like sitting there. And then when he started prepping the dynamite, I was like, oh, shit, this is pretty early in the episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Which was fine to me because he was already, he was aggravating me. You, oh, so you didn't want more of Art's complaining? No. No. You I, wanted I, th- to- I think I had gotten the gist by the time he was comparing himself and the gym teachers to the clique on the aisle. I was like, yeah. okay, I think I get it. So, Adam, <laughs> just, for, just for my own sake, the missing pieces came out. In season two, the missing pieces aired in between season three and four. Ours was or three long. and four. Yeah. It, so ours was long dead. Back, by the t- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They brought back arts for a fucking missing pieces of his own. That is correct. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. The, uh, from there, we go to commercial. Then we cut back into our first flashback. Looks like. Uh, yeah, at the airport, Indeed. we've we've seen this uh, little interaction here, mm-hmm. at least the beginning of it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sun and Jin sitting in the airport. Sun accidentally spills some coffee on Jin's pants. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, not a big deal. He gets up. He goes to clean himself off and heads over to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, once Sun spills something on him, he gets up to go to the bathroom. And then we pan over to Arnst, who's sitting there, who then says, oh, what? No one spills coffee on me. But for real, we do pan <laughs> over to see 
Saeed have to deal with racism and he's aggravated about it. Uh, apparently the TSA pulled him aside, was questioning him and he's yeah. aggravated, but ultimately handles it gracefully and continues right. on his way. Mm-hmm. Just that that small world thing. Mm-hmm. We see this throughout these flashbacks, people from the plane appearing in their other survivors lives, you know, uh, just completely unaware of it. Yeah. <sighs> My my biggest gripe, and um, I feel like we don't need to talk about these flashbacks a ton because right. they serve almost no purpose in the episode, nor do they serve any purpose in the greater Lost story. Um, it's literally just backstory. It's just like, if you ever had a question right. about what happened the day of the flight, this is what happened the day of the flight. We've not covered any of this. The only one that actually I feel like has any real weight as far as like character background and stuff like that is this one. Sure. Because this is... We'll bring it up for episode three, but I also think the lock one. I was, I was yeah, just yeah. going to say that, John yeah. Locks, yeah. Right. really. Sure. Um, yeah. But like I, this one, yeah. Jin goes into the bathroom and he has this scene where this guy, he's like, him and son are like on the verge of disappearing. Like yep. they're yep. about to. But then this guy's like, hey, you don't speak English. I speak Korean. I work for your gangster father-in-law. Um, don't you fucking dare think about doing what you're going to do. And see, I actually really liked that scene a lot. Because yeah. uh, normally we don't call out great directorial choices on the show. Sure. Because, I mean, given how huge this show is in terms of like production value, especially for its time, like you, I think we can all kind of tell. They were like, we just have to shoot this. I don't give a fuck. Like mediums, close-ups, all right, we're done. Go, God. Yeah. But I thought this was actually a really clever camera move because at the beginning of the scene in the bathroom, we're looking at Jin and this man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. But then once the uh, table gets flipped and we find out, no, this guy speaks Korean and he works for uh, Jin's father-in-law, then the camera pans over and now we're really tight on both of their faces mm-hmm. and we're looking at him directly. Sure. Yeah. And I thought that that was a really clever move. Yeah. I Unless this plot line pays off in like seasons four five or six i don't care you know what i mean like well we're gonna get away well maybe we weren't because we'd have to go back because mr pake would get us it doesn't matter you ended up on a jungle island like that's eh, fair yeah I could have done without it. Whatever. Yeah. I Well, I mean, the watch is going to come back. Uh, and I, I do like yeah. the transition out of this. And we'll I'm looking at you, James, because I know we want to like hop back a little bit. But I do just want to say to this to the credit of this, the idea was, you know, uh, Jin was trying to give himself freedom, but he was constantly being reminded you are not going to have any like this guy is going to keep hounding you and keep attacking. And then when we transition out, Jin is free as fuck. He sure. is on that raft. Sure. And I thought that that was clever. Yeah. But yeah. James, what did I, you want to say? I mean, mine is just more of a general thing about Jin and Son. And I just, again, rewatching this episode, I'm just constantly reminded how much I just love their story mm-hmm. as a couple mm-hmm. and as individuals. Yeah, it's great. And yeah. just one question I had about the sequence, and I apologize, JP. I know you were like, we don't have to spend a ton of time on these flashbacks, and then we spent like ten Here fucking minutes talking about this yeah. one. That's fine. I'll edit all this out. <laughs> <laughs> Do fair. we think that Sun spilled the coffee on accident, or was it on purpose to get him into the bathroom with this guy? I was uh, thinking that to myself during it. Um, I feel like she wants to get away. It was yeah, her idea. I, uh, 
Okay. I feel like she did that because she needed a moment to herself. She, I don't think she knew that the dude was in the bathroom. Okay, yeah. I think she had so, her, she had her own reasons for wanting him to get away from her for a little bit. What this means, because again, I did like the scene, and then I thought about it for a little bit, and I went, "This motherfucker has been sitting in the Sydney Airport bathroom <laughs> for." Like, uh, probably hours. Maybe, yeah. Like, and he's in a stall, and anytime someone comes in, it's like, eh, nope, not him. Eh, nope, not him. Nope, not him. <laughs> he's practicing his Korean, just he's like, He's practicing Korean the entire this. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was just given a few key phrases to learn. He's like, I really hope this guy doesn't say anything back, because otherwise I'm yeah. not going to be able to hang. <laughs> yeah, so then from there, uh, yeah, we cut to the, the raft. <laughs> Dad, look. At what, the fucking island that's been to our right the whole time? (laughs) (laughs) And go figure, Sawyer immediately talks about how he wants to introduce capitalism to it, (laughs) the fucking brick. (laughs) (laughs) He talks about wanting to build a resort. Yeah, you could build a resort there, because just out of frame is Waikiki Beach and a string of resorts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of them brings up a, a good point a, a good kind of spooky point it's like how does a place this big never get discovered mm-hmm. which is kind of kind of spooky and kind of like interesting and it's i yeah i wrote that they admire the island the, uh, admire is maybe not the best word but they do sort of like in they're awe. in awe yeah, they're yeah, in awe. yeah. exactly like yeah um, it's beautiful yeah it's big it's gorgeous and you know had the circumstances been different yeah like sawyer said this would be a cool place to take a vacation mm-hmm. yeah don't vacation in Hawaii. Yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah. Also, don't go to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and then yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's just Sawyer let's get into it. Singing Bob Marley just up at the front. It took me a second to recognize what uh, what he was. I was like, oh, okay. redemption song. Redemption song. Yeah. And then him and Michael have a really great use of time about. <laughs> do you like Bob Marley? Yeah. Doesn't everybody? Who doesn't like Are we Bob sure Marley? this had to be two fucking episodes? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just keep going back to the trivia page that I have open on my computer, and my mouse is still sitting on the word overwrote. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially because, yeah, Sawyer initially denies that he's singing Bob Marley. That and was like Bob Marley. so weird, right? It half a second later. Yeah, it's it's a very strange use of everyone's time. Song. You singing Bob Marley? No. You sure? Yeah, I was singing Bob. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like you you thought he was like getting caught singing Rebecca Black's Friday you. or something. <laughs> yeah, but here's yeah. my number. Are you singing Carly Jepsen? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you like Carly? <laughs> Doesn't everybody? Yeah. Doesn't everybody? <laughs> Doesn't everybody? <laughs> um, Nothing to be embarrassed by. <laughs> Yeah. the beach son is looking out to sea uh wistfully uh looking out for where her husband is missing him uh shannon is struggling with her stuff because she's got yeah. too much stuff i'm just thinking to myself the the space ball scene where they're carrying princess vespa's shit all across <laughs> 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 oh what i do God. appreciate about this though because i initially wrote you know it's a 2000s tv show so get ready for a too much luggage joke <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, what i appreciate though is they subvert it because they give an actual emotional reason for why she's carrying right. all that it's her dead brother shit yeah and yeah i give saeed a lot of credit in the scene because he's extremely understanding and compassionate about it and is like okay it's fucking stupid that you need three suitcases and a dog mm. but i'm gonna right. help you carry this right. because right. he's going yeah. to help he's one of the most patient people on this God island damn right like, he is you see it in the airport like you said mm-hmm. and it puts up with the harassment exactly yeah. Yeah. Which, which he wasn't even aware of was at the hands of shannon 
Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know that. That's old. totally true. I forgot about yeah. that. From Exodus Part Fun, uh, uh, he he's in a hurry for some reason. He had sets his bag down next yeah. to Shannon and Boone. He's like, hey, can you That's watch right. his bag for me real quick? Then they have some sort of weird argument. Shannon's like, I can do anything I want. She finds a cop. She's like, that brown man left his bag here. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. That's an interesting character I riff know. then between the two yeah. of them. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, but yeah, uh, just patience of a saint. Yeah, putting up with mm-hmm. yeah, all, all everything, and you know, I mean, he's got slightly ulterior motives. <laughs> yeah, slightly. But I think that. he'd be patient with uh, anybody who is going through the things. That I mean, Jan we, and we through. we saw him be patient with it. Yeah, with, exactly. yeah he's, exactly. he's yeah. patient with Danielle. He's patient with Claire. He's patient yeah. with Charlie, who yeah. doesn't, doesn't deserve, deserve it. it. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. 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 So so yeah, he says, uh, you know, I'll I'll carry the bags for you. Speaking of carrying, if you need to carry a lot, the GMC Sierra has a high pressure <laughs> common rail direct injection <laughs> electric throttle valve that provides over thirty six hundred psi. GMC Sierra for when you need that psi did you say 3600 anyways hurley and kate <laughs> yeah cut back to the black rock um kate comforts hurley he's a little, he's continued to be spooked out about the the ship the the dynamite yeah. the arse, arse just died a man exploded, just exploded. <laughs> yeah uh, and he and he gives her the um you know i think this is my fault kind of thing he harkens yeah. back to the recurring theme of he believes he's cursed with this sort of bad luck that's chasing him around something to do with the numbers etc 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 over by Jack and Locke. They're trying to do the same thing Leslie did, just like a little bit more careful, not standing and doing this, like leaning over this thing. Um. I do have a question for everyone uh, regarding this. So would anyone on this podcast, after seeing what happened to Arst, and all of us, maybe maybe not JP, but all of us not really being experts in dynamite. Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Well, I'm not an expert. <laughs> well, you, you've watched you myth, watched you, three you, you episodes of Mythbusters. Mythbusters. Yeah, oh. you, you got a leg up on all of us. And I've thrown two grenades in my life. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so after seeing that exact thing play out, yeah. would any of us attempt to do the exact same thing that resulted in a man getting exploded? Because all, all I know, as someone who doesn't know dynamite, is Sweaty old dynamite plus wet muddy shirt equals boom. Sure. Yeah. Why would you <laughs> attempt that again? Right, right, right. They're like, well, this right. he clearly yeah, knew that's... what he was talking about. So let's just do yeah. the same thing and not blow up. Sure. Because we're main character. Well, I was about to say, I have main character <laughs> energy, so I'm completely yeah. fine doing this. <laughs> right. And to Locke's credit, he does say, I'm deliberately making it a point to grab what looks to be the one. driest yeah. one. Which mean, reminds yeah. us, why is Art such an idiot? Right. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like, if you think back to just a few minutes ago, he did grab what looked to be one of the cheesiest sticks <laughs> yeah. in the yeah. dynamite. Like, there was oh, shit on that. I just have roller dogs in all caps written down. <laughs> <in my notes. laughs> I, I, uh, yeah. You I, know, uh, honestly, I know we should be talking about like, oh man, arts exploded. That's a, that's really sad. But now I just realized, oh man, Kate lost her shirt. That's kind of bummer. <laughs> oh man. Oh, yeah. man. oh bummer. <laughs> um, but limited with, resources. JC Pet. <laughs> limited resources. Limited, limited resources. resources. Exactly. But, but with this. Okay, so we we set the stakes, right? We mm. saw someone explode. Now you're having your main characters do the exact same thing. Mm. So yeah. you have tension now, right, yeah. which is good. Yeah. It's it's interesting, raise, it's entertaining a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think one of like the best top quality tension relief moments like I've ever seen on this show is them talking about operation yeah. and Locke just going buzz. <laughs> I I so desperately want this show to be on HBO though instead of ABC. So when John says, "You ever play Operation?" Jack just goes, 
fuck you. Although <laughs> <laughs> like, I will say the there's <laughs> there's really smart writing here too though because Locke says I always got hit on the funny bone. Yeah. And then he yeah. proceeds to make and a then joke. It, like, joke. There's a, there's a it, little clever I, I, tweak he, in writing he there. He acts the crap out of it too. Oh, he absolutely does. He yeah. like when he does the buzzer noise, he does have this look to Jack like I'm sorry. That was that to. was like, that was insensitive. We're all on no. edge. But I, yeah, just I got to. dad bod, dad energy, dad jokes. <laughs> like, I had to. Yeah. Well, I'll also say, though, just to kind of go back to what you were saying. Oh, yeah. What if the show was on HBO? That was something I was thinking, too. It was like, man, if the show was on HBO, that definitely would have been a main character. That one kaboom. Yeah. Like, oh, and it yeah. would have been way grosser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the lock jokes, the bits thing. This is a character trait of locks that I think mm-hmm. got lost after season one because we see him do the orange peel. Yeah. And the pilot, you know, all the, the stuff like this throughout season one. I think we lose it after that. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe it's he just well, he loses be- it after the smoke monster because I like that's mean, a big traumatic experience maybe. for him. But I I do like this run with his character yeah. because we do end up seeing later in the episode with this flashback that you know he really felt helpless before mm-hmm. he was on this island and he has this complete newfound lease on life yeah. now, mm-hmm. and so it makes sense that he is maybe a little flippant and just kind of like i'm treating every day like it's the best day ever even though you are clearly having a rough day right now dude yeah yeah. and i kind of understand his his shift after the hatch opening to Mm -hmm. being less funny because that is when he kind of takes a violent shove into fanatical yeah because his Mm -hmm. his not his prayers were answered but his faith was rewarded sure and we'll talk sure, about sure. that in a little bit too. Yeah, 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 yeah. He goes full jungle crazy. He goes mm-hmm. full jungle crazy. Exactly. Yeah. You like to play games, John? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Terry O'Quinn is such a good actor. Yeah, no doubt. There, this that was one. I I found myself writing down specific lines throughout my notes, and that was one of them. When uh, yeah, after Locke does the whole the bit, the which is, is awesome, and then Jack with the his reply to him. Um, I like got goosebumps just hearing you repeat it. Like I love that moment so much. It's like one of my favorite moments again, in the episode. I think the buzz cuts the tension, mm-hmm. and then Jack brings Jack's it right reply back. Brings you exactly cranks it right back up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go to the beach. Charlie has yeah. made Claire a Bjorn out of a, a piece of cloth listen, and a little stick of bamboo. I actually thought that that was pretty sweet. Oh, of it's him. adorable. He, he yeah. did listen to her. She was worried about carrying the baby and he, he took sides something. advice. Mm-hmm. You want to help Claire? Go help her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very cute. But then. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of jungle crazy. <laughs> but wait, there's more. So Danielle from flying into the beach. <laughs> Just like. Oh my god Bad out of hell, it's yeah. just like why is she so intense about it i was going to ask if that was like context i was missing why was she looking for saeed in this moment? i was thinking that myself too because she left the black rock she's she was like, chill she's like i'm not doing that yeah. <laughs> um, and she was chill she's like i'm, I'm not, just gonna yeah. go do fun stuff cut to her <laughs> she know she has a relationship with saeed and she knows that mm-hmm. he's like back at camp so he's running the show but like what does she need i don't think yeah. she needs anything i think this is a ruse she just came well, in like super she said that she heard in part part three she says she heard the voices she heard the whispers oh maybe that happened like yeah while in between like a cut scene maybe yeah maybe like in between her returning from the black rock and hitting the beach or maybe that happened in they they did encounter some whispers in exodus part fun didn't they 
I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember if sure. they did or not when they entered was the it well, the du- They I, all did. Listen, oh, they all did. I, I do think it makes sense that they cut the whispers out of this episode because we really needed them to talk about Bob Marley for about a minute and a half here. So good thing that this thing that's actually important for the setup is not in yeah, the episode. Yeah. Um, she, yeah, she needs Saeed. Uh, Charlie goes to find him, uh, leaving Rousseau and Claire alone with Onion Head. Rousseau wants to hold the baby real bad. Oh, dude, she is looking at that baby like she's a hungry cartoon character looking at a pie. Yeah, exactly. It is apparent <laughs> what she is thinking. She's, she's looking at the fucking baby like I look at roller dogs at 3 a.m. in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Even the cheesy ones, right? I would like to see the baby. <laughs> we have some weird flashbacks here, and I don't know if we've seen these almost no. before, but like mm. Claire has a flashback to being attacked by Rousseau and scratching her, and then yeah. she sees yeah. the scratches on Rousseau's arms, which we did talk about in Exodus Part Fun. Yeah. And and Locke was like, What's up with the scratches? And she was like, I can't remember what she said. I remember us making a joke about her liking rough sex. <laughs> um <laughs> and and Claire like, I'm not gonna give you my baby um yeah that's not good call she's yes uh that is a good call i do feel like claire is alarmingly polite in this sequence <laughs> i feel like yeah. the second you see russo's face you your next port of call is you know what i'm gonna go look for saeed yeah, too i'll go help yeah. charlie look for saeed with the baby <laughs> you stay you stay here or actually even Come with me. go hide yeah. in the jungle away from us oh, i was gonna be like bring her to saeed sure let yeah. saeed deal yeah, with this woman yeah, yeah. and then we have a quick cut to a flashback that yeah we i don't think we need to spend too much time on this no charlie no. likes heroin and groupies Groupie also wants heroin. And uh, it's just two great tastes that taste great together. But yeah, she doesn't like him (laughs) nearly as much as he does. The only important thing I think that this flashback says is that it continues to be Charlie's feelings of not being good enough. Of course, this woman didn't actually like him. She likes heroin. Correct. Yeah. Right. Uh, Well, I think the only other important things here is uh, she calls him pathetic, which I know is important because they ADR'd it twice. Yep. 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 (laughs) Uh, cut to the jungle. Charlie finds Saeed. Um, Best distillation of why no one likes Charlie, by the way, because he runs up and he's like, stop, stop. <laughs> Russo needs you. Why? Oh. <laughs> 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 Fucking ass, man. Yeah. Right. He's like, I was just matching Russo's energy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should have brought her and Claire and the baby along. <laughs> he's he's new to this whole helpful yeah. Yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is true. That exactly. is true. They, they run back to where they left Claire and the baby and Rousseau and uh, lo and behold only Claire is still there with a bump on her head and down a baby and son Mm -hmm. son is you know helping her but also asks like where was son when that was going down. That's, yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, Clearly close enough to be like, oh my God, Claire, are you okay? Yeah, son's tending to Claire. Yeah, she'd been knocked in the head. Charlie fucking flips out on Saeed as though it's Saeed's fault. My God. Yeah. Infinite patience of Saeed oh, he, to not just slap Charlie in the face. Yeah. He just eats this punch and he's like, I don't have time to beat the shit yeah. out of you. Right yeah. now. <laughs> eats this punch is right because it's like Saeed is a soldier. And so I was thinking was, man, he let Charlie hit him because he could have probably exactly. stopped that if exactly. he wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, it's also like, so then Charlie goes for another one and he throat catches him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the throat catch was amazing. <laughs> and I just wanted him to be like, and this is why we don't give you guns. Right. <laughs> That's like, fair. Yep. That would have been a good uh, line there. This is why I didn't give you a pistol. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Said has a pretty good idea of where Russo's likely going, so he's like, we can, yeah. yes, this is bad, but we can deal with it. Yeah. Cut back to the Black Rock. They argue, they have this conversation, the classic <laughs> Lost Season 1 conversation. I want to do this. You can't, but I want to. Okay. Um, yeah. Dueling dynamite banjos, yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kate wants to carry the dynamite. She's like, I have to. Nobody knows why she has to. Jack says she can't. Nobody knows why, why she, she can't. can't. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I came. Then you wasted a trip. What does any of this have to do with anything? What are you talking about? Any of you? Just talk about Bob Marley. <laughs> I mean, Locke is the only one making sense in, yeah. that, in yeah. this moment. He's like, both, he stops it. He's like yeah. both you children, shut yeah. up. We'll draw straws. Dad's here. Draws, draws. Yeah, because yep. that's again. If there's no way this episode would make sense if we didn't have a draw straws sequence. <laughs> <laughs> Jack asks Hurley if he wants to get on on the straw drawn. Hurley's distracted by something. <laughs> what about you? You want to carry some dynamite too? What? You got some arnst on you. Uh... <laughs> Jack, his face when he realized that is like it's like a like a macabre face. He's like, I fucking have dead guy. I mean, this is so <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, how gauche of me. Yeah, <laughs> they draw straws. Kate and Locke get the short straws. They are going to carry the dynamite. Neat. Cut to the raft. Michael is explaining the electronics. They have a radar. Yeah, like a limited they battery have the, power. The transceiver, something that's yeah. supposed to act like a radar. I don't know, some sort of science bullshit. Yeah, absolutely none of it should hypothetically work based on the stuff they were able to scavenge from like the cockpit and whatever. Like, <laughs> didn't work. Yeah. Why would it work out here? But yeah, uh, Sawyer is reading the messages from the bottle, <laughs> <laughs> which is just quintessential Sawyer. Yeah, classic. Goddamn Sawyer. right it is. Yep, yep. And he has the most appropriate conversation to have with a child that's ever existed. <laughs> like, yeah, I have a note. Fuck? I have a note about that. <laughs> it's like Walt, Walt is like, how would you feel if someone else like read your letter? And what person in, in Sawyer's shoes in their right mind would answer the only letter I wrote is to the man right. I'm going to kill. Can we take a second to, to, an, to an 11 year old? Can we take a second to acknowledge how inconvenient that has to be for him? That has to be why he's a con man, right? Because he can never write a cover letter. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> can you do a CV? No poker uh, Yeah, face. let me give it a shot. Uh, die, dad. Oh, crap. Die let me start that. again. <laughs> uh, no, but like, wh what human being would say that to an 11 year old and then the kicker? Not expect a follow-up question from Walt. <laughs> right. Well, like any normal human yeah. child went, why do you want to kill him? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me why. Tell me more. And Sawyer's like, no, leave me alone. I'm like, you're the one who said you wrote a letter to you yeah. just said kill the most your dad. interesting thing that child right. has ever heard right. in his yeah. life. Yes. I can't believe you want this carrot I dangled in front of your face. <laughs> just like, what are you doing, man? He's like, what, how would you feel if someone wrote your letter? I'd be fine with it. Boom. End of yeah. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that 11-year-old would be bored. No. Yeah. Right. Do you want me to read it to you? No. <laughs> uh, also, I was, uh, two quick bits. Uh, we get another Scott-Steve mix-up. Uh, yep, yep, that's yep, always yep. a good time. And I love <laughs> that right. he doesn't know that Hurley's name is Hugo. <laughs> that is some guy named Hugo. <laughs> 
How does this guy yeah. you have $160 million? I, <laughs> I would say, though, as a, as a script coordinator, I would read that and I would sigh because then I know I have to go through every single other script and just make sure that he hasn't heard that the name Hugo that before. Name yeah. Hugo. Yeah. And ever. Me, if I were the writers of this episode, I would have did a like he unrolls one. Sawyer, I already know you're reading this. Put the bottle down. Signed jack or something yeah, like that. that's, that's, yeah. Good. that's a good that's guy. a good joke yeah sawyer i know you're reading this i stole all of your porno magazine cigarettes <laughs> the second you left the beach <laughs> sign, immediately, sign scott and steve scott. Like, <laughs> immediately dives into the water to try and get He's back and like jen has to like roll him back in i mean it's they, not worth it they cut all these these great bottle gags for that bob marley moment yeah. i mean it's Thank obvious God. it's just so obvious hey sawyer you a bitch Froger. Cut to the beach. Charlie and Saeed are chasing Rousseau. Claire is like trying to come along. It's like, no, you didn't go home. In fact, take Charlie with you. (laughs) She is the second woman who hits Charlie in this episode. So I am a bit more on her side. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, When Charlie grabs the gun from Saeed, he straight up has his finger on the trigger. Yeah. Don't do that. Nope. Correct. <laughs> correct. Yep. This mo- this moment, Claire finally names the baby. Apparently, the baby ha- didn't have a name. Uh, she calls him Aaron. Get Aaron back. Yeah, get Aaron back. Charlie promises to get him back. Charlie looks yeah. at her and goes, Aaron, that's what you're going with? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th- I was thinking Charlie, but like... <laughs> I was like they, when, when she said it, it felt like, you know, the edit and the, di- the direction and the performances were like, oh my God, this is such a beautiful moment. She named the baby. Mm-hmm. And they, like Kevin said... You went with Aaron. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. the poignancy of that? Uh, I don't know. Like you said, it should have been Charlie. Could have been it, anything. It's like they shot it and edited it as if she said Charlie. I named it Charlie. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, it's not. It's just a random name. Yeah. It, yeah. The, the kid should have been named Charlie Driveshaft, whatever your last name is. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Driveshaft, Driveshaft Littleton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Charlie promises to watch Saeed get Aaron back. <laughs> <laughs> Claire also yells, uh, don't tell me what I can't do, and then yeah. Charlie tells her to calm down. Um Lost on Lost listeners, when when women are really um sort of emotional or, yeah. or your yeah. your partner or anyone really for that matter is really emotional and sort of spun up, yeah. telling them to just calm down always works. One hundred percent of the time without do fail. It. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's. Would you really go through a roller coaster of Charlie? Oh, he's listening. Charlie is not fucking listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, no one ever told John Locke to chill out when he said, "Don't tell me what I can't do." Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, cut to a flashback. Uh, uh. Michael and Walt. Uh, Walt is ignoring Michael. Michael says he's got to call work. He calls his mom. He's like, "Hey, maybe you uh, you should have the kid um, shoot it in a long lens, so that way we definitely know that Walt." is gonna sneak up on him (laughs) i'm sorry like i don't care if the kid is like shy and just learning who this new man is in his life yeah not acknowledging like not being able to disassociate from the video game and have any semblance of conversation is just disrespectful and like you shouldn't expect that from any child sorry right Right, 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 right. You guys are, don't know each other. He's obviously uncomfortable. But again, Michael never, like, much like Claire, my, nobody ever taught Michael how to be a father. So, yeah. you know, whatever. That's fair. Yeah, it's, Sorry, it's JP, up. I wasn't listening to you. I was playing a game. What was that? The, what uh, games you got on your phone, Kevin? What games you got on your phone? <laughs> 
never mind. I don't want to talk to you. I'm going back to my game. Locke right. is wheeled through this scene while Michael's on the phone. This <laughs> is back to him, so he doesn't see him at all. <laughs> Neat. Yeah, and then yeah, Walt sneaks up on Michael. We assume that Walt heard Michael say he was never supposed to be mine. That wasn't part of the plan, etc., etc., etc. Or maybe he didn't. Or maybe he just lets it roll off his back because he doesn't say anything about it. He just says he needs batteries for his Game Boy, which isn't correct. That that's a Game Boy Color. It has a rechargeable battery in it. You don't need to replace the batteries for it. That was the only thing I was thinking the entire time. Does someone have a mic we can drop? Does someone have a mic we can drop? I thought it was a Game Boy Advance. Uh, or yeah, it was it was one that charges with a cable. You don't have right. to put a, a double A's or anything. Double A's, in it. Like, yeah. Like the old brick Game Boy, like the original. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, cut to the raft. Er, Michael is showing Walt how to drive. Uh, Shaft. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and it, it juxtaposes here with the shitty father and son moment before. This is actually kind of a nice father and mm-hmm. son moment. You know. Michael is providing extremely generic answers for his questions. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't you and mom stay together? Oh, we just didn't. Yeah. So here's the thing. I I was an inattentive partner, and she was more driven by her career than her relationship. So we had two opposing goals that we never really got an opportunity to dig further into as a couple. We had to do it separately. <laughs> so Walt's just like, shit, I'm good, Dad. And then he pulls out his Game Boy. <laughs> Sorry, ass. <Sorry>. Fuck. <laughs> Sawyer, got any more interesting letters? <laughs> <laughs> His his mother's dead. Maybe let's not paint her in a bad light that she wanted to keep you away from me, or or maybe justify it like because I I wasn't being the best guy, but now I'm gonna be the best guy because I'm your dad. You know, like just saying, eh, she didn't want us to be together, kid. It's like she just died like last week, dude. Like, no, it's been like a calm it's down. been like six weeks at this point, dude. Get over oh, it. Is it weeks? <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, right. They've been on the. I think someone's actually says we've been on this island for months. Yeah, it's day. Well, it's day forty-four, and so oh, we assume okay. that the wife died a week or two before before the, plane the flight. Crash. So yeah. yeah, so um, it's interesting that you bring that up, there, JB, because the we've heard them have a version of this conversation early in their stay on the thing. Shortly yeah. after mom's death, uh, Michael did say he didn't give. Walt, the honest answer, why didn't I see? Because yeah. I think he asked once already, or a version of it, and he was just like, you know, your mom, you know, we just didn't get along or whatever. He, he, he sugarcoated it. He kept the truth from him. I think it's interesting here that he does choose to be honest with Walt about it, because that's not mm-hmm. wrong, but there's nuance to that, that answer, obviously. Like, she didn't want Dude, me Dude, she around. died last quarter. That was in a different <laughs> fiscal year. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, again, there's reasons why they shouldn't have been together and weren't together or she didn't want to see yeah. it blah, blah, blah. but they don't have time to talk about we don't as the audience necessarily care walt says she was wrong your mom didn't want me to see you she was wrong so it's cool they're kind of okay. getting they're they're getting sure their shit to get. like their their relationship yeah. is is building whatever it's real real neat um i really hope that we get to see more of their relationship as walt continues to stay on the show um <laughs> And the boat. <laughs> the, ru- the rudder breaks off. Um, I was going to completely throw this scene out because I was like, this just kind of feels like we're trying to lengthen the episode, ain't we? But <laughs> yeah. you get something yeah. important out of it, which is Michael discovers that the gun. He, yeah, yeah, that's where he has a gun. Yeah. Uh, Sawyer dives into the water to retrieve the rudder after it breaks off, stripping his shirt and his shoes, leaving behind also his pistol, which Michael does, and then doesn't flip out about it. He just hands it back to him. He's like, I think you better put your shirt back on before you burn. I know you have a gun. I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. It's, it's uh, tense. It's weird. The whole gun subplot and rudder falling off literally plays no... Like, if none of that would have happened, the episode... Doesn't change. All the plot lines end up exactly where they need to end up. So... Yep. Why yeah. is it there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Come back to the Black Rock. The A-team is heading home. They are worried about encountering the smoke monster on the way back, so they put in a contingency plan. If you hear the weird noise, put your bag down and run from the bag. You know, don't yeah. jostle the bag, etc., etc., etc. Cut to the cave. The survivors are hunkering down. Shannon sees where Boone died, which, and this was a death that was hypothetically only just a few days ago. Yeah. <laughs> the second episode of Lost we ever watched. <laughs> oh my God. That was so long ago. <laughs> Two years ago, yeah. yeah. It was 50 episodes ago. So good. Uh, Sun comes over and cheers her up a little. She sees that she's, you know, being spun out about this. Um, does, does, does this scene pass the Bechdel test? No, I think technically not because she says your brother died bravely. So she, oh, they are yeah. talking okay, about a man so, there. so they do start with that because then because once they finish talking about Boone, then they talk. They the three of them, son, Shannon and, and Claire. Claire, have a discussion about fate and, yes. and, and mm-hmm. destiny and punishment and all that and stuff. So they yeah. it, it comes close. I was yeah. I was mm. curious watching this because so I've never been a online fan of stuff. Sure, sure. I've just always found things are more enjoyable when you you know don't involve yourself with crazies on the internet. Sure, mm-hmm. but I am. I was aware during Lost's run that the this theory of like okay the island is purgatory right this is a discussion that everyone's aware of even if you've never watched lost it's like oh yeah they're all like dead or something right is something actually wait time out jp were you aware of that yeah yeah no we're good you've heard that theory before go on i'm curious when people online started theorizing about it was it this moment was it sun saying do you think we're being punished Punished, like are we here Mm. because we're being punished was this the beginning of that like mass of fan theory that lasted for years yeah. people st- were there yeah. are still people who make that argument yeah which is and, wild. and i yeah. guess my question is like was this it was this the scene this that moment? that kicked off that right. theory or did it happen in a different yeah, scene later, earlier yeah. to i don't know it's possible so yeah so sun is talking about uh, in Exodus Part Fun, Jin says Jin's justification for joining the raft is he's being punished. He's like, I got to do something to yeah. make this better because I'm being punished because I was such a shitty husband. <laughs> yeah. And so now I think that maybe sparks a thought process in Sun. Like, well, okay, maybe not only Jin's being punished, but maybe all of us are being punished because, yeah, maybe Jin was a shitty husband, but maybe I was a shitty wife. Maybe we're shitty people. <laughs> and Shannon is clearly yeah. a just shitty individual. <laughs> Um, also, Claire has a bit about how there's no such thing as fate. Um, hey, Claire, did you did you watch season one, episode 10, Raised by Another? I think you should go back and watch that one. <laughs> Isn't that about her? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. And how fate absolutely exists. Yeah. Uh, she's concussed. Give her a break. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of concussions, Charlie and Saeed are hustling after Rousseau. They... Take a break at the good old Beechcraft. The <laughs> site's like, this plane came from Nigeria. It is fucking stuffed to the gills with heroin, um, which is not a problem for anybody. Right, Charlie? <laughs> no. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, 
He says that there were two men on board. Excuse me. One of them's name is Goldie, and he's the real MVP, you that motherfucker. Rest in power, King. Yep. I also think if we want to go for comedy, that Charlie should be a gambling addict. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, they were transporting uh, all of these blackjack dealers. And it's just like five people with like suits sitting at tables. He <laughs> <laughs> just goes to a flop sweat. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you always split aces. Always split aces. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Charlie eyeballs the one uh, of the heroin statues, uh, uh, and then we cut to the jungle. The A team is returning. They uh, they're wondering what in, what's in the hatch. John Locke uh, says hope. Um, Jack's like, but no, yeah. really, like a real answer. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, for what it's worth, that's the exact same thing Hurley is saying the entire time. Yeah, like right, there's yeah. going to be all this food, yada, yep. yada. Cable, How about, yep. yeah, what do you think? Hope. Yeah. And it's like, well, all right, that's a good lesson in brevity, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this whole scene is just, again, we didn't need this. We have the worst CGI bird that has ever burned. I have in my I, notes, oh no, a CGI bird flew away. I was like, it's the Hurley why bird. is this so important? It's the Hurley bird. You guys don't know about the Hurley bird? There's a Hurley bird? Yeah, it's the Hurley bird. There's is a Hurley bird? bird? Then that is that was, like the cluck? What, does it catch the word? Is like the cluck, the cluck and chicken? <laughs> what's, <laughs> is what's that the, the Hurley bird? What's the word of the Hurley bird? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> it's, <laughs> Apparently it's Hurley. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but it sort of sounds like it says Hurley when it jumps up is and walks away. Is this a fan away. theory or is this like a thing that... Uh, I don't know if we have time to get into it. <laughs> Sounds like a fan theory. What the to me. fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a fan thing or if it's a real thing or whatever. Um, the bird jumped away, yeah. and I was like, "Was that the Hurley bird?" And I like played it back. I was like. It kind of sounds like he says Hurley, but it also kind of just sounds like he's screeching. So like, if you're looking for something. I can see how you think it would say Hurley, but I yeah, don't know. I played that backwards and it said Paul is dead. So I get it. <laughs> um, the the Hurley bird makes one other appearance in the season two season finale. And I, I think in that one, it's more clear that the bird screeches Hurley so clear. In fact, that it does subtitle the screech on like the blu-ray the dvd oh wow the, it's like bird hurley <laughs> <laughs> it's it's danny devito going hurley <laughs> so, like, so what but what is it like what it's what's the point of, i don't know you go to, uh, if you want to know more about hurley bird go to lostpedia and look at the hurley bird entry i, I don't i've decided i don't, I don't care I, I, I read it last night while i was doing my write-up and i was like this is it, it's yeah it's nonsense <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's nothing but the the bird scares them and it's like oh God, what the, this place is so weird. Look at that giant bird. According to Lostpedia, the bird has a 16-foot wingspan. Um, you don't get any metal. sense of scale from that shot exactly, at all. Exactly. Uh, that's what I thought when I read that. I was like, you can't tell how big it is because there's nothing in the frame that would tell you. It's not like no. it flies past you. It doesn't matter. It flies past a ruler. Yeah. <laughs> a banana. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a quarter for context. <laughs> to be continued. Ah. God, yeah. this is the most... D- uh, disappointing part of an ending. ending. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right? Well, and this is something. Okay. And I think, James, you can actually speak to this a little bit more than me, but I can definitely say in my limited of time in post-production on a network TV show, you have to hit a very specific target runtime for every episode. It, it depends. Ooh, uh, sometimes it? you can be under 
Oh, um, sure. Sometimes. And you can occasionally ask to be over, which Lost does later in its yeah. run. They do have you longer need, You need sure. specific permission to go over. It's it's a headache, though. Like, sure. by yeah. all means, you try and hit that runtime. I was about to say, I was on a season one show, and I remember us having meetings about an episode being 13 seconds over. And that's a, like That's a lot. Yeah. So, so it's one of those things where, you know, we typically talk about how loss is constrained by being on network television in the 2000s sure, where yeah. it's like you have to have you know at least 20 plus episodes a season mm-hmm. and that was certainly a detriment to the show but i think this is also an example of where uh having to hit that specific target runtime also kind of happened it too because if they could go a little bit over or whatever Obviously, the very first thing we get in Exodus Part 3 should be the ending of this episode. Right. The appearance of the smoke monster should be where we cut to black and then on we go. Oh, absolutely. And I I think the only reason why they allowed themselves to get away with it is they were like, listen, it's part two of a part three. Odds are you're going to watch the fucking next one. Right. Because the only way that anything about the end of this episode makes you want to watch part three is the fact that it'll be on in four minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, exactly. If if you got to wait a week, nobody's excited to see how it wraps up. But I feel like that's only that only plays out the one time because this is in the days before streaming. So it's like this will then be in syndication or reruns at some point and they might not necessarily play back to back. So like we need to think about the story structure. If it's going to be two separate episodes, I absolutely agree with with Kevin. John Locke getting dragged into the jungle by the smoke monster, cut, lost. Like that is your ending of a fucking lost episode. I I think that ends up being one of the problems with the script as a whole is that you cut something, the Bob Marley scene to get Mm -hmm. the John Locke scene in this episode. Part three is too short. Exactly. So that's their problem is that it's overwritten in places to its detriment. Again, trying to hit these targets. They ABC asked for a 90 minute episode. They overwrite it. They end up with a uh, 135 minutes or whatever it is, three 45 minute parts, whatever. I could have gotten this fucker down to 90 minutes. I promise you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like the good news from a writing standpoint is, you know, when you have that specific of a runtime, I think the idea is, okay, we have to condense and then that makes the tightest show possible. In this instance of Lost, uh, they ended up having three episodes and maybe there was a chance they could have cut this down to two. Yeah. Yeah, Or one. I agree. (laughs) agree. (laughs) Well, it's like these two episodes that we're watching here probably could have been one and then they could have aired Exodus Part Fun and then Exodus Part You back Back to back back. on the same night. This could have been the two-parter, right? Yeah. Which I think was ABC's original idea, which is what they originally asked them for and then they ended up over like the trivia says overwriting it creating yeah episodes. they were like well we have this great bob marley joke and we yeah. just we really yeah. want to put that in we have a really <laughs> interesting conversation between sawyer and walt that we don't want to lose <laughs> <laughs> yeah exodus part me part dun, three dun, yeah dun. john Locke gets pulled into the fucking jungle by a smoke fucking monster evil dead shot <laughs> was awesome <laughs> and he's just like let yeah, that's really go. good. <laughs> every every once in a while, like Jack Bender is a extremely experienced television director. He's done a, t- a ton of mm-hmm. it, and but he does act to have to work under the constraints of a television shooting schedule. All right. that stuff. But every once in a while, he does get to do something kind of neat, like mm-hmm. the mirror thing from Exodus Part U, and now the, the Sam Raimi bite from here in Exodus Part Three. <laughs> Damn right, uh, it's so good. Yeah, 
But yep. yeah. uh, Locke gets dragged to a hole. Uh, Jack is trying to keep him up. Locke looks him dead in the eye and says, just let me go, bro. And yeah. uh, eventually Kate runs up and she opens up Ugh. her backpack to throw some dynamite. And Jack goes, yeah, about that. Uh, I actually didn't put any in it. Yeah. It's in my backpack. We don't have the time to get into this. Go get my backpack. Yeah. Yeah. Then we yeet some dynamite down this hole. Uh, the smoke to monster is just like ah my kryptonite <laughs> dynamite dynamite my only weakness how did you know <laughs> this scene is a pretty solid recreation of me eating Taco Bell and having a Tumslo so I do appreciate oh, this yeah. being yeah. in the show yeah that's fair yeah but um, hey listen I'm just saying if any of our listeners out there ever need to, if you ever find yourself in a situation like this and you need to get away from a smoke monster the GMC Sierra has the highest rated <laughs> 3 liter i6 turbo diesel 10 speed auto transmission in its class GMC for when you need to hide a body <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that was in the ads JP <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was um, well, I also did want to say to Exodus Part 3's credit doesn't start on an eye. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Mix not bad. it up. Gee whiz. <laughs> Fine, we'll just we'll just drink every time there's misogyny. Yeah, well, yeah. You... Oh no, I'm drunk again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we cut to the raft. Uh, they fix the rudder. Fix the rudder. Michael and Jin have a Duolingo lesson together. Yep. <laughs> Michael gives him his watch back. Uh, Jin gives it back to him. Why did he have his watch? It's a whole thing. We haven't seen that episode yet. <laughs> We're 50 episodes in. I don't know why my sweet baby boys were in half a handcuff. <laughs> because of character development, JP. That's all you need to know. Oh, dope. But I will say this did retroactively make the bathroom scene relevant. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah because yeah. he gives the watch back to Michael in a way freeing himself. But then the guy from the bathroom in Exodus Part 2 emerges from the sea wearing a snorkel just like, you fucking what? <laughs> I, fucking, I said you'll never be free. I meant that shit. But in Korean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying this in Korean. Yeah. Oh, God. Cut to the caves. Sun is tending to Claire. Sun believes they'll get Aaron back. Yeah, Sun is really just doting on white women these episodes, yep. isn't she? Yeah, just taking care and just be doing the mother thing. I, we never really established like a mother figure on the island uh, to you know sort of be the other side of the coin to dad, uh, dad energy. John Locke. Sun might be the closest we ever come because she is speaking of patient. Yeah, it's definitely not Claire, the actual mother, <laughs> <laughs> the only mother on the Oof. island. Oh my. What's the Casey Affleck movie, Gone Baby Gone, where he's like, I'm going to find you, baby. Um, it's you know, it's kind of like that. Every accent you've done so far has been perfect, JP. Yeah. Thank um, you. I do. I'm actually pretty proud of the Casey Affleck. That one. is a really good one. <laughs> oh, that, that wasn't Admiral Akbar again? <laughs> no. Uh, so Sun does ask, you know, Aaron is a beautiful. It's an Affleck. I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sun does ask, say, Aaron is a beautiful name. Yeah. What does it mean? And Claire says, I don't know what it means. And the look on Sun's face just says, fucking white people. Because <laughs> I, I was waiting. Yeah, I was, we don't do that. I was waiting for her to be like, to do like the Aaron and uh, Aaron and Moses thing. I thought oh. it was going to be an Aaron and Moses thing. Uh, Good pull. I no. did not realize that Moses had a brother. Whoops. Yeah. 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 Sorry, my confirmation teacher. <laughs> I mean, w when Sun was like, oh, what does Aaron mean? And she's like, I don't know. And the viewers are just like, what does it mean? Why do yeah, we why, care? Why, why, why? <laughs> exactly. This is like, yeah. this is one of about 12 notes I have for part three that is just a sentence. Sun believes I'll get Aaron back. That's the extent of my note. That for is the, scene. That's yeah. about it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, American white people names don't carry baggage. Well, except for one, uh, Adolf. Um, <laughs> so cut to the jungle. <laughs> On that note, cutting to the jungle. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, obvious trap is obvious. Charlie's Jesus. duped. He's duped by a log and a blanket. Which I would yeah. say it's the lost equivalent of painting an X on the ground and hoisting a piano up. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Charlie's running up like, guys, there's an X over here. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> isn't that isn't that how that one president died? Are we doing? That's right now. <laughs> okay, listen. Good evening. I'm Senior Loss on Loss Correspondent Carter Wadle. We interrupt this program to bring you an editorial comment from Loss on Loss co producer JP Russell. Thank you, Carter. So, uh, this is my fault. You can hear me bait. Kevin a bit right before we cut. We ended up having an interesting, albeit tangential, 20-minute discussion about the death of President James Garfield. During this tangent, Adam tried explaining to us some of the anarchist and communist movements of revolutionary Catalonia during the Spanish Civil War, but was ultimately derailed by James making a third Admiral Akbar joke. He's committed to the bit. Alright, back to the podcast. This has been an editorial comment from Lost on Lost co-producer J.P. Russell. I'm Senior Lost on Lost Correspondent Carter Waddle. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast, already in progress. Sorry, dude. (laughs) I'm sorry for the cat head, Kevin. I I don't know if I've ever said it. Oh, I appreciate it. But here we are. (laughs) Is James an evil person? Did he murder a cat? No, 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 no. I'm the dick in this story. <laughs> so Charlie goes to pick up the log. Charlie goes to pick up the log. <laughs> fucking duped by it. Yep. Boink. So he says don't, but it, it's too late. Charlie, again, not really listening. <laughs> and a bag of rocks falls on it's him. A bag of, just a sack of rocks. When I saw that, I was like, I, I was thinking to myself, like, in, in my head, I'm, I know they're fake rocks, but in, in the moment, I'm like, oh, shit, Charlie's dead. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. You fell victim to one of the classic blunders, my dude. <laughs> if, if you see something, if you're in a hostile environment, you see something out of place, don't touch it. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's like Charlie and Chewbacca can learn the same lesson. <laughs> There's always free cheese in a mousetrap. <laughs> uh, uh, Claire, or, or not Claire, Kate or Jack falls for this too. The doll head or something like that. And then Kate and Jack end up in the kissing net. Yeah, it's it's real, real easy. Henry Gale fell into one of Russo's yeah. fucking snares. She's real good at this. And and that's what Saeed says. She's been in the jungle forever. She knows how to make traps quickly. Yeah, like, yeah she fucking got you, dude. She fucking got you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the beach. You're busted up. Prank him, John. You already know. <laughs> Uh, Charlie's like, you're a soldier. Do some battlefield triage on me. Yeah. He's like, well, you're a soldier. What do soldiers do? And it's like, well, we use a medical kit and I'm fucking fresh out of those, you (laughs) dipshit. Maybe if you would have listened to me when I said, don't touch the thing. (laughs) Yeah. But let's try this. (laughs) Let's try. He cracks open a bullet uh, and pours a bunch of gunpowder into his forehead and sets it on fire. Yeah. You know, JP, we use you as a military expert a lot. And I feel like you, you get a lot of questions that are pretty difficult so i just wanted to give you a layup would that hurt (laughs) (laughs) no okay um 
He also, like, you know, he sticks all the gunpowder in the wound. Yeah, great. But then he, like, doesn't brush any of the excess yep. off of yep. his face. Oh, it's just there. I'm like, that's going to burn, too, like probably. Like, yeah, it's all over oh, his eyelid. And yeah. it's like, he would go blind, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this is the end of Charlie seeing stuff. And, well, and again, I was thinking to myself, again, I know what happens later on, but I was like, fuck. I think I would give Charlie a lot more credit later on if he had an eye patch from now on. <laughs> yeah. He would probably Actually, get into less kind of less dope. trouble if he couldn't see. But they do later on introduce an eye patch character, so I, I did end up eventually getting my wish. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Sayid hits him with the understatement. This is gonna be unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. I like to think that Saeed has never done that before ever <laughs> and has no clue if it'll work yeah. but charlie yeah. was just asking for this so you know what we're yeah. gonna try something together exactly we're gonna go on a little journey together <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's pretty great cut to a flashback uh okay <laughs> this again it's Jorge Garcia getting to be amazing. It's a great little Hurley flashback. It might be one of my favorite musical like yep. little treatments that we get in this whole yep, thing. Yep. All of this is unnecessary. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Oh, this absolutely. is like a four minute scene that provides nothing. It's, well, it's trying to go for because I just heard the directors of Everything Everywhere all at once talk about this where their comedic approach is, oh, we don't want to avoid hat on a hat. Our thing is we want to put a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat. And the joke is how much sure. we're layering on top. Sure. And so I think that's what sure. they're going for is just how much Hurley has to go through in order to get on this flight. Because if right. it's just one or two things, it's not really like that amusing. Yeah. But it's like, God, he's got to bribe someone and then he's got to do the and then he's got to do that. And I understand what they're going for in the macro of this, though. Yeah, I mean, it could probably go. It is um, but also, how many people were late for this flight? Fucking everyone, Everyone apparently. was late, yet they all still got on this plane. Yeah. I wonder if maybe there was a reason they all made the flight. Dun, dun. <laughs> oh, I did also want to point out, though, when Curly's on the scooter going through the terminal, there's a sports team. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, a group yeah. of girls. Uh, their numbers are the numbers. <laughs> just yeah, up. the numbers. I yeah. caught that shit my second watch. There. Nice. Nice. I yeah. did not catch that. Oh, yeah. The track is called I've Got a Plane to Catch. And it is <laughs> so a, good. It is a variation on Hurley's theme. But yeah, it is awesome. I love the music. And yeah, it's just a great scene that if you had to make this episode shorter, yeah, you can lose it, I think. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, it's, I think it's just going for the dramatic irony of we know he's dooming himself by getting on right. this flight. He goes he's so much, so much yeah. in order to get and on he's it. He's so happy. He's oh my God. so happy that when fucking, he gets there. He hugs her. Yeah, that yep. flight attendant worker yep. is like, I would have put her as the MVP if what she did didn't fucking doom <laughs> him. But it's like, she's so nice. Gets him on. Uh, she's even polite when she picks her up without permission, which is a pretty big no-no. Yeah, you don't do that. Yep. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. yeah. The And it, there's the small world thing, too, here, because he tries to cut in the front of the security line and ours is in the line being a wiener. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're taking the yeah. laptop up now? <laughs> The come back to the jungle. Hurley is repeating the numbers to himself. He's mm. losing the thread a little bit. He's, uh, he's, sure he's, uh, he's on edge. Yeah. yeah. Which again, I I would say that's probably what they're going for too. Yes, that sequence could be shorter, but like they're effectively trying to show why he is so hyper yeah. paranoid yeah, yeah, about yeah. the numbers because. This is the sort of stuff that would go wrong for him when he wasn't being chased by polar bears. Right. So, like, clearly now that he's in an even higher stakes scenario and environment, yeah, of course he's going to be losing it a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's saying the numbers and Kate 
sort of hears him mumbling to himself mm. um and she's like wait did you say something and he's like no she's like i swear i heard you say 23 he's like well why does 23 mean something to you and she's like well the guy who turned me in and why i got arrested did it for a reward to, yeah got a twenty three thousand dollar reward and i'm like 23 and 23,000 are different numbers. <laughs> <two different things. laughs> it would have been better if she was like, and when he got me arrested, he took me on a date to see the movie, the number 23. Thank you, Kevin. Jim oh, Carrey. You Welcome back to more esoteric references. I mean, yeah. I mean, also, like, there was probably taxes taken out of that $23,000, so it really wasn't 23 yeah, at all. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, gross yeah. yeah they, they really short tripped him. I mean, he only got $4,815. Oh. <laughs> 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 Oh. Oh. There's another number. <laughs> Crickets. Wait, 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 wait. I forgot. We don't like lost jokes on the lost podcast. That's my bad. No, we we don't. <laughs> Your jokes are bad and you should feel bad. Um the oh uh I was I, I Why don't I, they include me? <laughs> <laughs> I was um the the next thing that uh I was trying to find my next note. Um when they cut away from Hurley and Kate talking about the numbers and whatever, they cut to Jack and Locke talking about their differences and how they've had like a, this sort of like difference of opinion or difference of role on the island or whatever. Like and, and this is where we get the first real big divide of like uh like a yeah. like a this is good. Mm -hmm. I like this conversation. Yeah. It's a good whisper argument. Yeah. They 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 finally put into words for the audience the diametric opposition of Jack and Locke. Man of science, Jack, versus man of faith, Locke. Mm -hmm. Locke is a man of faith because he believes that the hatch is their their destiny. Yeah. Is this the part where he talks about Boone being yes. an, a, a sacrifice, yeah. to, the a sacrifice, a sacrifice to, the to the island? Which, if you know yeah. Boone... Fair trade, it's sure. Like, but, yeah, but yeah, but sure. if you like Locke, it's the it's kind of like one of the first few times you're like that is oddly out of character for how kind you usually are. Yeah, sure. Like, there's no sure. tact there yeah, at all. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like, oh, he was obviously a sacrifice. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also, Jack is like really not having this shit, yeah. and it's like, hey, Jack, remember a couple episodes ago when your dead dad led you to the fucking cave? Like. <laughs> I feel like Jack just forgets that he also has these supernatural encounters. Well, he try he puts blinders on. Like he, yeah. Jack tries to convince yeah. himself that he doesn't like see these supernatural things happening. I don't believe in destiny. Yes, you do. You just don't know it yet. Locke also has this whole it's sort of a broken line of logic here where he's like Every, everything's led us up to this moment and it's like yeah that's also just called the inertia of time sure. like everything <laughs> has gotten everyone to every moment that they've ever been I'm on in. this podcast so like, because of fate it, it's fate. right exactly <laughs> that's why we're all here <laughs> yeah yeah but credit to Terry O'Quinn because yep. what he's saying is completely batshit and it's like I mean, he has a couple of points. He's oh, still absolutely. Selling still selling it. Yeah. Oh, and I I totally believe that, like, John Locke has, like, he's drank the fucking jungle juice, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking, like, he does a fantastic job yeah. delivering these lines that are fucking cuckoo bananas. And that's why I buy it when, like, he is rewarded with the hatch opening. That's why he, like, goes full on hatchman. Cuckoo hatchman. Yeah. yeah. This is important. <laughs> Everything about this means something. You know, making mashed potato, like, hatch models like Richard Dreyfuss <laughs> <laughs> Close Encounters. <laughs> like, this is important. Yeah. 
<laughs> good poll. Very good poll, James. <laughs> you can't tell us why it's important, but you say it is. Yeah. yeah exactly. Cut to a flashback. John Locke gets carried onto the plane. Just some classic John Locke sadness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah sad was... boy. Sad oh, chance. So and, sad, you guys. Oh, and the flight manual falls to the ground and he's not able to reach it, which is supposed to be this really potent metaphor for, you know, how helpless he feels before getting onto the island, which is kind of undone when you think he could just reach over and grab the flight manual from the seat next to him. <laughs> or yeah. or is it even a more poignant idea of like, well, John Locke finds a way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, right. The shit comes my way, but I'll figure out a way to lead everyone to the hatch. My favorite part about the scene is just is even the recap in Lostpedia is editorialized. The final <laughs> sentence of the lock synopsis is he is clearly frustrated by the whole situation and struggles to maintain his dignity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lock. Perfect opportunity for funny John Locke as soon as the people set him down in his chair to be like, carry on, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> you should have wrote the show. We, we should have written the show. <laughs> cut to the hatch um so they're they're at the hatch they get there they're prepping the dynamite that's really the only thing that happens they start laying it out they start laying the rigging the fuse and all that stuff uh then we cut to the raft right away yeah. checking the radar um they're having a little bit mm -hmm. of argument about saving power and stuff like that um mm -hmm. but they turn it on they turn it on because they're just like so sawyer makes the argument for following the site's instructions whatever yeah michael has this weird thing where he's trying to like figure out sawyer and he's like something to the effect of like oh why does a guy who doesn't care about anybody want to be on the raft he, he either wants to be a hero or he wants to die and i'm like I don't know, maybe he's just selfish and wants, wants to, get, to off. get off the island before everyone else. Mm. Uh, yeah, I feel like there weren't only two options there as to why <laughs> right. a person would be on the raft. Right? <laughs> Much more nuanced of a situation than the two binary options you've presented. Yeah, but then Sawyer does kind of like give him a little bit. He's like, well, I ain't trying to be a hero. That's for sure. So like, yeah, he gives it, it, it. I didn't like it because I was like, I never once believed Sawyer had a death wish. No, Sawyer's no. a, Sawyer's no. a survivalist. Yeah, Sawyer mm, will, Sawyer will right. do anything to survive. He's yeah. selfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's presenting it like it's Pepsi or Coke, but he forgot about RC Cola, baby. That's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't ever fucking be sleeping on RC Cola on this podcast, you motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 Oh my god! The radar beeps. Oh yeah, the radar starts beep, beeping. Beep. <laughs> uh, then we cut to a commercial, and then we cut to Charlie and Saeed. They've reached the source of the black smoke column. It's uh, oh, some yeah. sort of weird Bernie measure thing. There's no footprints around it. Uh -uh. There's no tracks. That's kind of creepy. Yeah, uh -huh. that is spooky. It's weird. Saeed's like, "Hey, uh, Rousseau, we know you're out there. Just like, come on out." And she's like, "No, I'm sorry." She's like, did I get someone with my rock trap? He's <laughs> <laughs> got, got a rock-shaped cut on his head. <laughs> Still got it. <laughs> her uh, her motivation was exactly what Saeed thought it would be, attempting to trade Aaron to the others for potentially getting Alex back. Uh, it's exactly what the she wanted. Uh, it didn't work because the others are not there. Yeah. There's nobody mm. around whatsoever. How much does Loss on Loss know about Alex at this point? Uh, um, she wears a size four. She, had, she, she owns a dress. 
Jesus Christ. Have um, you met Alex? They, uh, she, her and Kate are the same size <laughs> from Forever 21 and Claire's. She, she's fucking surgical with a slingshot. No, it's, it's not Claire's. It's, it, it's not Claire's. It's, it's Alex's. God damn it. <laughs> we, we know a little about, she's, she's got an on again, off again thing with Carl. Uh, we know oh, yeah. a little bit about Alex, not a ton. There's also something that we come across later where Rousseau like doesn't want to see her daughter because she's been separated from her her whole life. Yeah. Uh, that's very contradictory to this whole. It's yeah. it's the duality of of Rousseau. You know, she's she wants her daughter back yeah. real real bad, but uh, she also is ashamed of what she's become as she has become the jungle, and she wants baby Alex back. If yeah, comes probably, back yeah. like sixteen yeah, year yeah. old. She's like, ooh, yeah, no thanks. It's the duality of Russo. She very much wants her daughter back, and she also wants to know what human flesh takes like. <laughs> <laughs> so, Charlie accuses Russo of starting the black smoke fire. Um, yeah, shouts at her, calls her pathetic. Call back to the thing from the, yes. the hotel room, which. God, the actor playing Rousseau is doing such a good job yeah. in this scene, uh, but she's doing such a good so job good. that she, because I think that is an interesting thought that Charlie has. Yeah. It's like, what if you were the one that lit this and then caused the panic? Right. Uh, that right. is interesting. But Rousseau is doing such a good job in that scene where it's like, do you really not believe her right now, motherfucker? Right. Like, clearly she mm-hmm. lost a kid. Right. <laughs> like. Yeah, well, Charlie's not exactly uh, known for his uh, critical thinking skills. <laughs> yeah, she says here uh, the others said they were coming for the boy, and yeah. Aaron is a boy, and the others do have a vested interest in children. So you know, mm-hmm. you can see why she might have thought they were coming for Aaron. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so Saeed rescues the baby, and Charlie is there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's all he needed to do. He and will, he, did uh, it. he will carry the baby back, despite the fact that Saeed did all the negotiating. And, Cla- all and Claire the... will see Charlie with the baby, and Claire will be like, "Why, hero? <laughs> yeah, my peanut butter hero." <laughs> Cut to the hatch. They finish prepping the bomb. Jack has this whole fucking conversation with Kate about like, you know, she's like, what, you know, what was with you fucking swapping out the explosives? He does have a good line here about, you know, everyone wants me to be the leader until I make a decision that they don't like. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Then he flip sides that and he's like, if we survive, we're going to have a lock problem. I need to know you have my back. And I'm like, oh, so the trust is a one way situation like kate has to trust me i do not trust kate to even do the smallest task like oh i get it oh that's that's when the misogyny becomes like capital m for me yeah yes yeah it is uh it is gross and Um, she's just like more than happy to comply too which is just so frustrating after the way everyone treats her i feel in this these two episodes and i mean he's not wrong though like i i do think it's interesting how jack is picking up on the fact that Locke is definitely teetering here with you know i don't want to say craziness at this point but like fanaticism fanaticism with this hatch yeah and it wasn't so much of an issue, but now that we're finally, okay, it's looking like we're actually going to get this hatch open, we might have a lock problem. Yep. I'm like, I thought that was an interesting thing he picked up on because yeah. locks cracking jokes, making operation references, and it's like, oh, yeah. we're not going to have a lock problem. And then he's like, well, Boone had to be sacrificed. And it's like, oh, this oh, guy yeah, we are gonna have, is going to have a problem with it. 
yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. Like the way he goes about it with Kate, though, is just so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weak. Yeah, because yeah, I do like the line. Mm-hmm. If we survive, we're gonna have a lock problem. Yeah. But it is buried in a bunch of other Massage jack nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hurley is returning from stashing the dynamite a safe distance away. Um, he has to pass by the hatch to get to safety with the other uh, A-teamers. Yeah. And he, does he trip? Is that how he? He, he trips. He get, and that's yeah. how he gets. He drops a flashlight. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he gets a close up look at the numbers. Stamped on the outside of the hatch. Uh-huh. <sighs> um, we knew these were there here on Lost yeah. on Lost. We did see a close-up of it uh, in an episode um, from a while back. It was before, like, the characters look, saw yeah, it, the, though, the right? Char- yeah, because Hurley's right, the first person right, to see right, the numbers right. on yeah. there. He, nobody else knows about them, they, and they also don't know the significance of the numbers. So, yeah, yeah. That's true. But, th- th- like, again, he loses it. He was already on edge from uh, seeing Iris right. blow before. There's a lot going on. The, the monster almost eating Locke. He's really, really on edge, and this is the thing that tips him over the over the side. <laughs> Locke, he starts screaming, you know, the numbers are bad. Don't do it. Stop, stop, stop. We can't do this. And Locke sees him, hears those words, and just says, eh, fuck it. And lights this thing <laughs> like, away. Like, well, I kind of want to do it more now. <laughs> yeah. I just got done sending yeah. it out. Are you funny? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, lock, lock lights the fuse anyway. Hurley tries to stomp it out. It's the it's the Nick Frost gift yeah. from Hot Fuzz. Shame. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the hat yeah, yeah, the hatch goes kaboom. Okay, then then we come back to the raft. Um they're still arguing about the yeah. beeping radar. They are arguing about firing the flare, whether or not they've only got one. And so like they've only got one shot at this the the dot is coming uh it was stationary then uh, then it starts to move away i mean i buy it i buy michael's reticence it's like that yeah. could it could be anything it's dark sure. we can't see it could what it, we ran over a log before that broke our rudder like it could be anything mm-hmm. yeah. he says you know we don't even necessarily know if this radar works yep. sawyer makes the only good point he's ever had which is <laughs> when have you ever known sai to fix something and then it doesn't work yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and sawyer yep. was also yep. S- yep. said don't let sides know i said that yeah <laughs> don't tell him, don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah and uh, this was another great line delivery because there's this moment of like decision decision and then michael just like, he grabs the flare he turns away please god like yeah, you can tell god. the frustration in him like yeah he's like, i need we, this i really like this moment yeah. this is super good yeah so they fire they do fire the flare and then the beep starts approaching but it Yay. still could be anything it could and be i mean anything. knowing what's on this island Oh God! What is coming for him? So it's like that elation starts to come down, but then poos spotlight. Yep. Oh yeah. fuck! That means it's a person. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Oh man, we we're, were safe. S- we were so sick of seeing these same forty people. At least we get some new friends. <sighs> this little boat comes tugging over. Mm-hmm. Uh, gaggle of folk on it. Meth head Santa's at the helm. Meth head Santa. <laughs> I was gonna say these guys look like fishermen, kind of. This is chronologically the first appearance of Tom Friendly. He doesn't get named until yeah. later in yeah. season two. But we see in season three episodes where Tom is there hanging out. It's just like <laughs> so it makes no Tom. sense that he put on this disguise to go do what he's about to do. Well, you got to assume it's pretty right. cold out there on the water. Maybe he's just using it to warm up his face. And maybe maybe he thinks we snatch the kid. They don't fight back. We don't have to shoot anybody. We don't have to do anything. We take Walt and then we just leave. Yeah. Then, and then, then they, they, can, so if they, they still can survive, see me again. Yeah. And they won't know that I'm the one that took the yeah, kid. Yeah. He doesn't look different enough. That's true. <laughs> I mean, like, it, that's true. It is clearly MC just Danny, like, just with a beard. Or with just like, <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. I got this fake beard. I got this beanie. Guys, I got this really big trench coat. Uh, <laughs> what if I stand on your shoulders? 
and then uh but they're also in the most comically small boat <laughs> to just be in like the open ocean yeah that that should have been a hint to those the rafties be like how the fuck did you get here in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all fine and dandy. Like, we were on a plane. We got crashed. Uh, we're, there's more people. And Tom's just like, wow, that's pretty wild. I can't believe that that's stuff crazy. happened to you. Like, he's really, really friendly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. <laughs> we're going to have to take the boy. <laughs> we're going to need that boy. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> No, yeah. yeah, you can take the boy and the rest of, and us. The rest of us. Yeah, that's yeah. the idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy first, and yeah. then us, right? Yeah, and they're like, no, no, we're taking the boy, and it it gets tense. And uh, oh man, it would be nice if the survivors were armed and they could defend themselves. Oh, oh. shit! Sawyer's got a gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He goes to shoot somebody. He gets shot. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've asked ourselves. We finally know how Sawyer gets shot. Yeah, I, I can't count how many times we've asked <laughs> how did Sawyer get shot from all the season two yeah. episodes we've seen. This is how he gets shot on the raft. Jin dives after him yep. to save him, and then Michael is overpowered as this gaggle of folks. Yep, they come on board in the raft. They snatch Walt. Yep, they jump back onto their own little boat. They throw some sort of makeshift gas bomb onto the yeah, it's like yeah. a hooch bomb. Yeah, man, it's pretty sweet. Um. <laughs> And uh, and yeah, they destroy the raft. Um, they they putter off into the night. Th- this is an iconic lost scene of yeah. Michael floating in the water, just screaming, screaming Walt. Walt. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. this was like a uh, an iconic lost moment. I mean, and it's a thing. It's like a meme, right? Yeah, like he just exactly. he always screams Walt. This is like the one yeah. time you're like in it though, and you're just like, oh, this is good. This is good performance. Oh, this entire sequence yeah. rips. I, right? Like, yeah. from beginning to end, the mm-hmm. the yeah. in this episode, this boat stuff was just so good. Yeah, it's pretty good. The flare. <laughs> Sorry. JP's. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> so, Seven out of ten. All right, sorry. Go ahead, Jamie. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I think you're right. I think this part of the raft sequence is great. I think, you know, the Bob Marley talk and the, the reading of the, of the letters rest. talk sorry, and the broken rudder yes. is all kind of you nailed wasted. It. Uh, you nailed this it. This boat sequence is very good. I meant part three boat stuff is like top notch sure, stuff right. I like. Okay, yes, 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 yes. So yeah. And then yeah. so so screaming off into the into the night uh, after his uh, after his son. Yeah. Uh, very yeah. very cool. And then once that family is broken apart, we cut to another family being reunited. Yep. Another classic uh, like, classic uh, lost reunions. Survivors hanging out and then the the missing people come wandering in from off frame. Charlie gets hugs. Baby and Saeed. Um, yeah, it's real sweet. Like uh, it's real 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 nice. Um, yeah. We get the swelling sort of um, the the score, you know, the, tugging at all the heartstrings and all that stuff. Pan down, turns out Charlie Stole some heroin, presumably to protect Claire from it. Right, so right. very self and selfless of him to keep it out of the hands of the children of the island. You know, smart. Yeah, just Thanks, one, Charlie. Just one statue, though, not all of the statues. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut into a flashback. Um, this is sort of a longish montage of just like the survivors. This is way too fucking long. Yeah, just all boarding the plane. <laughs> uh, pregnant Claire, who didn't get a flashback during the regular episode, she's boarding the plane. Uh, Kate and Mars, uh, <laughs> local hero Edward Mars, um, Sawyer mm-hmm. looking all broody. Jack, uh, Charlie, Saeed, Son and Jin, mm-hmm. Mike and Walt, Shannon and Boone. S- some racist guy sitting next to Saeed. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Don't worry, he's dead now, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would yeah. have to assume. Yeah, that, was fuck that, guy. that was Steve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Hurley. Hurley made it. 
That is a really good yeah. comic moment. Yeah. That that thumbs up with the tongue out. Yeah, got me. to Walt makes Walt <laughs> smile a little bit. It's like it's all good, man. Like, yeah, we're gonna we're everything's gonna be fine, little guy. It's like you're right, big guy. Well, <laughs> uh, Artist helps Claire finish with her whatever. Um, jo- mm-hmm. uh, Jack and John Locke do a white guy high. Speaking as a white man can confirm, but yeah, yeah, that's how you say hi to a stranger. That is. So I said hello to all of you today. Today, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's right. It's a hearty (laughs) nod. The and and yeah, way too long. Could have just given us like maybe two or three of these, and then the Hurley thing, um, and that would have been fine. Yeah, Um, I think they were really trying to play with the Pulp Fiction-esque thing of, listen, Boone is dead, but now, hey, look, he's here. You know, kind of fucking with the timeline a little bit to give you a little... Here's your asthma medicine. Yeah. They kind of still like each other before whatever happened, happened. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> still too long. Um, <laughs> yeah, way too fucking long. So long. I think I legitimately, like, nodded off <laughs> last night while I was watching this during that scene twice yeah like i that's not it off was like <laughs> that's how long it is and then i like back backtracked it i'm like well i, I, gotta, I gotta see the hatch thing at the end so i'll watch it again <laughs> and i fell asleep again during this this plane yep. boarding montage yeah i was like god i need to go to bed <laughs> Uh, we cut back to the hatch um the dynamite i i thought i thought at first the dynamite didn't work <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was thinking to myself, this is a trebuchet thing all over again. Like locks can get over oh, there and be like, sure, "What sure. the fuck?" Is like, but it did work. The door has been blown off of the hatch. To smithereens. Yeah. Well, the hinges were blown yeah. off, and then they lift. Yeah, they, they lift it. Lift it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. They remove. Yeah, it's it's been destroyed, and they they pull the hatch off, and they look into the hole. And this is this is a very cool shot. This actually gave me a little bit of uh, chill. It's cool, just because yeah. uh, I think of my fear of abysses, and my I have like a smaller fear of heights. So like as the camera's tracking back, and it just shows the the light source and lock and Jack's face shrinking yep. above them as we track down the ladder. Uh, I was thinking, I was like, oh, it's a pow- yeah. it's a powerful shot. It's really really well done. It's a it's a very deep abyss. Whatever that they've discovered that this thing is this thing is massive. It's cool, but man, I tell you, if that's how we ended this after three parts of a season finale, and now I gotta wait like five months for them to actually go down that fucking ladder, I'd be pretty pissed. But wouldn't you want to see what's down there really, really bad? And wouldn't that bring you back for season two? I don't know. Is there a hot Scottish guy in the hatch? Oh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it. Lost. Oh, man. Exodus part you and me. Following Exodus Part Fun. Holy balls, y'all. <laughs> we did Jesus it! We did it. <laughs> I'm just like, after I read that trivia thing about the 90-minute runtime of all that stuff, I'm like imagining a variety cover with like the season finale of Lost and just like how they put like uh, when they're reviewing a movie, just like, oh, you know, a uh, uh, superb, delightful. I'm just like thinking, seeing in quotes, overwritten variety. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> fuck. Did we like it? Was it good? That's the first question. That's what we're going to try and figure out. Let's just go. Let's start here. Kevin. I certainly liked it more than JP by the sounds of it. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. Listen, I had, you know, I, I do agree that there are parts that are extended. I would say that if you lost maybe five to ten minutes per episode, that would probably be for the best. I think that part two is obviously the one that suffers the most, but part three I think just rips through and through like, yeah, there's some superfluous stuff in there. But for the most part, I do think that is a really strong finale. And again, like I was thinking about it as I was watching it, it does seem to carry this idea of hope throughout the entire thing of just what's down there, the hope of going out and into the water and hopefully someone comes and picks you up. The hope of your baby coming back, the hope of just being able to make a fucking flight. Yep. I do think that there is some really solid writing that's going on here. Yes, they could have condensed. It was also, you know, uh, it was a network TV show in the fucking 2000s. So I understand that not everything is going to hold up super well. Sure. But overall, yes, I really did enjoy these episodes. Cool. Yeah. As a as one full episode, I would say I enjoyed it if i was able to break this into two episodes i would go meh on part two and loved part three sure. but you know because we're kind of treating this as one episode i'd give it a good old hurly thumbs up and a tongue out like <laughs> yeah <laughs> made it sure. um so yeah I, I really really enjoyed it i mean kevin i really liked hearing you tie all that hope together that's something that myself as a television viewer i don't pick up on that kind of stuff a lot of the time it might just be the fact that your career is writing and like you can see that kind of stuff mm. i wish i could pick up on that kind of stuff I just know I liked it. Sure. And then it's like, and then you get to hear stuff cool. like that. And it's like, that's why I liked it. Sure. <laughs> that was a really good point. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, ah, that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. JP, what do you think? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I, I think that there's a lot of interesting stuff here that is surrounded by so much that I didn't like mm. that. Like, I want to do a fan re-edit of these two episodes and get it into one episode. Now that, I that, really feel... That would be a cool experiment. I th and I think you should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I could get this... I could get 30 minutes out of this easy. Sure. Like, and get it to 90 minute part two. I, I feel fairly confident in that. Am I going to do it? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I, I had the same reaction, Kevin. I'm like, I kind of want to see yeah, JP's I would, I would version. Yeah, I definitely rewatch the JP cut of those. Yeah. Well, we'll see, maybe. But, like, there's there's so much in, like, other episodes where I'm like, I, I like 70% of it. This was, like, a 50-50, so I'm going to give it a no for... That's a no for me, dog. Um, <laughs> I guess 50% is a failing grade, so mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. So, Adam... Uh, yeah, I think I would uh, probably just echo Kevin in a lot of ways. You you cut some of the fat out of this, and this is a very, very, very good episode. Um, I would go as far as to say, instead of cutting parts two and three down to a 90-minute episode or whatever, like I would say you take all three parts and you do two extended run episodes, two 105s. I like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then, then you end your Exodus part fun with the big smoke monster cliffhanger, whatever. And then you bring sure. it home in the other half. And then, yeah. So instead of doing three 45s, do two 55s. That's what I would have done. Sure. That's what I'd like to see. Because there's some there's some some stuff in the flashbacks that I do like. A bunch of them are real meaningless. And yeah. So, I yeah, I'd give it a... I would, I would solidly say, man. <laughs> it's a very yeah. solid, man. Solid, man. 
Oh, I see how it is, Adam. You're you're just going to agree with Kevin just like that? Well, you know what? You know what Kevin doesn't have? Kevin doesn't have 623 there foot is. pounds of torque like the GMC yeah. Sierra. The yeah, G- GMC Sierra. In case you need to stick your uh. foot pounds up Kevin's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Christ on crutches. I was wondering where you were going. So you're complimenting me. I didn't know where that was going. You saw that coming. <laughs> I would have gotten run over. <laughs> By a GMC Sierra. <laughs> okay. Let's do some MVPs. Yeah, let's do it. MVPs. Uh, favorite, uh, favorite character of the episode. We're uh, using two episodes of context here. Just Exodus part you and me. Who who carried the weight of the episode? Who who is the who is the number one guy? Kevin, kick it off. You know because it's a two parter. I do have two. Um, on a serious note, Saeed. I mean, obviously Saeed. Sure. Like yeah. he Hell is yeah. so useful on this island, and I would say lost would hold up even better if in retrospect Saeed was just our POV main character instead of Jack. Like because he's yep. who I think. The writers think Jack is of just, you know, yeah, he's like this big, brooding, tough guy who makes all the shots and all the calls and shit. Nah, man, that's Saeed. Like, that's the guy who's doing it this entire time. And he's entirely compassionate as he's doing it and entirely patient. So, yes, for me, definitely Saeed. But on a more serious note, the guy who harasses Jin in the bathroom, because here's the deal. In theory, that guy waited <laughs> so long in the Sydney airport bathroom. And listen, I had like stomach issues as a kid. I've spent what I think is an above average amount of time in public bathrooms. You don't want to fucking hang out in there for longer than you got to do your business for. And that guy waited. Listen, I don't like him because he is harassing Jin and I like Jin. But at the same time, I mean, Mr. Pack knows how to pick him. Respect's got to get paid. He does. Good for that guy. Yep. I mean, like, how many yeah. scenarios do you think he ran through in his head while he was waiting for Jin of like, am I going to go paper towels? Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe I'll comment. Yeah. Maybe I'll comment on his jacket or something. Like, oh, that's a nice, yeah. that's a nice jacket. No, no, paper towels was better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll yeah. Do paper I want to make it more practical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. it was like, <laughs> it's nailed it, nailed it. Mm-hmm. Perfect, nice, James. On a, on a serious note, it's Saeed. I mean, the patience is just like unfathomable to me. Like I would have lost my cool so many times if I were him. And I consider myself a, a relatively patient person. And just the, the crap that he has to go through and just calmly deal with it every fucking time. It mm-hmm. just astounds me. Yeah. And I just, mm-hmm. I, Kevin, you nailed it. I would watch this show if it were redirected where it's like, oh, no, Saeed's the main character of this. Yeah. Totally agree. Uh, on a more funny MVP note, I mean, it's got to be the sticks of dynamite, right? <laughs> they drive the plot forward like yeah. a beast and they kill Arst. Yeah. They, they get rid of all those pesky, you know, people watching the show and complaining about it. <laughs> yeah. It's dynamite. Yeah, that's her. That's it's, her. It gets the job done. No doubt. Yeah. Nicely done. Uh, JP. Uh, I'm not doing this to be ironic. I also put down Saeed. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when you're when you're um, the MVP, you're the MVP, man. It, yeah, I feel like I need a hero plays every time he walks into a room. <laughs> like, he's not just the hero on the island. He's also the hero on the raft plot line, too. And he's not even fucking there. You know? <laughs> that's right. That's right. I just fucking love my boy Saeed. So, yep. Uh, Adam. Uh, Hunter. Who? Who? The guy on the other end of the phone at the jetway when Hurley's boarding the plane. 
Hunter, we got one more. Hunter, we got one more. Can you open it up for me? Oh, oh fuck. Wow. Yeah. Good pull, man. Dude, yes. That's such a good pick. Because without Hunter, we would have to suffer through Lost without her. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's one of those inconsequential things. Just open the fucking yeah, door, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, he's late. He's Five late. Few seconds. Just, let him just a plane. couple of seconds, yeah. too. Like, he saw the door shutting. Just let him yeah. out. Oh, good pick. Yeah. Just be a dude. Yep. Good old Hunter. And, and Jenna for making the ask. Both of them. Hunter yep. and Jenna. Good work, y'all. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, sadly, for mm. every good, there's a bad. Uh, for every yin, there's a yang. Um, <laughs> everything in balance. Loss teaches us this. Life teaches us this. <laughs> Does loss teach us this? <laughs> I, I think it's trying. It, it tries to by the end of season six. Um, okay. <laughs> all right. For every MVP, we got to have a loss forever. Who Who is dragging the show down? Who is making it worse by their presence? Kevin, loss forever. The only reason I'm not saying Charlie is the baby Bjorn thing is actually really sweet. So I'm just going to cop out and I'm going to say the kidnappers because like not only do they steal a child, but they do blow up the one source of hope for them to get off the island as far as we know. And so shame on you. Shame on you, kidnappers. Fuck your beard. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck your beard. He fucks right off with that beard too. Yeah, that's true. Spoiler alert. He does. I like that pick a lot because they are so just obviously part of part three, though. I think I wanted to go with one that was a little bit more encompassing both episodes, sure. um, which is why I went with Charlie. And like, Makes sense. I feel like it's a, you know, it's a T-ball, you know, <laughs> as well. I mean, he's just fucking up left and right in this episode. And he tries. You're right. The, the baby Bjorn thing was adorable. And, you know, his heart's in the right place. That's not the point. The point mm-hmm. is he cannot chill out enough to like actually be helpful. Everybody has a skill set. It, it dawns mm-hmm. on us that once Charlie cleans up a little bit, doting on Claire, he's actually kind of good at it. If yeah. he would just stick to doing that. Well, when we talked about it, the Charlie episode that I was on. He's a people pleaser. Like at his core, that is sure. his entire yeah. point. Yeah, he does person. it with Liam. He does it with, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no, that makes total sense. Good call. JP, lost forever. So... Uh, I'm just going to give it to Jack. Um, solid. It, no, it's I, solid. I, it's like, but he's neck and neck with Charlie where I'm just like, you keep making these decisions that I'm just like, and saying things in a way that I'm just like, I just, I don't know. They're, I'm so tired of disliking <laughs> both of them. <laughs> like, I'm just so tired. That I just had to give it to one of them. So I'm just going to give it to Jack. Honorable mention to Tracy. Man, I understand that you're sleeping with Steve because of the convenience <laughs> and all that. Um, but you still got a husband and kids back home. You you can't be unfaithful, you know. Infidelity is not the reason that relationships fail. It's just a symptom that something else is wrong. Yeah. Like distance. Right. Thank you. So yeah. I'm being trapped on yeah. <laughs> Like yeah. Scott or Steve being just stupid hot. <laughs> <laughs> and having that mad island hog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The name of the episode is Mad Island Hog. We got that. Island <laughs> Uh, Adam, I mean, it, I mean, it's got to be ours, right? Like, I, it, yeah. is, it is ours. I just, but at the same point, he explodes. I felt like he had got his just dessert. Yes, yeah. that is true because of um, the MVP dynamite. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Uh, he was he was disposed of. But I mean, it is it is funny that ours was so annoying and then did explode kind of for no good reason. But yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I guess my more serious pick. Yeah, I mean, like I'm gonna dump on him a little bit, but it's Charlie. Yeah, and it's not even for the stuff that you guys mentioned. Like he literally didn't have to go on the rescue mission. Saeed literally did all the work. If Charlie wouldn't have gone, the 
rescue mission of Aaron actually would have went a little bit smoother because uh, Saeed's in good shape. Uh, he didn't fall for the trap. Uh, he's got rapport with uh, Rousseau. It all would have been fine. So, like, Charlie was kind of in the way. Yeah. She, he should have been playing to his skills yeah. and, again, helping Claire like Saeed advised him to. And then when and then when sure. Rousseau shows up, he makes things worse by, yep. mm-hmm. you know, again, his heart's in the right place. He's trying to help. But you just left Claire alone with crazy baby <laughs> yeah. lady, you know. Yeah. Like they... I, Charlie, listen, Charlie, Charlie. I, no, I, I do like this, how we on the podcast, because I will know, like, my second pick is Charlie, but I do yeah. like how we on the podcast just turned into a heroin-addicted groupie. We're all just kicking that motherfucker <laughs> all down. It's great. All right. Hey, when, uh, when Claire had a head wound, how come Sai didn't blow her head up? <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to try this. Bye. Oh, my. Anyways. James. Yeah. Kevin. Thank you for taking the time. Boys, boys, boys. Coming back to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. I think I speak for Kevin and myself literally any time. Yeah, no doubt. This worked out so well. We will absolutely have both of you back uh, because, yeah, this was a a total blast. Yeah. You guys have anything you want to plug? Anything you want to... Do you want to do a trailer hitch update? <laughs> sure. Yeah. It should be out there, you know. Uh, is it still up for people to listen to? I mean, like, I know it's like, uh, it's a like good a good t- question. Yeah. I mean, if it's still up, if it's still on Podcatchers, go check, check out, out Trailer Hitch. Sure. It is very entertaining. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's kind of topical, time. but, uh, you know, it's still good. <laughs> I will say we did uh, the last episode I remember us doing where I was like, that turned out really fucking well. We had an episode where we reviewed a bunch of trailers for Disney uh, Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like a star wars convention we had a run there if you want a taste of what the podcast was i would say listen to that episode because it was high energy and those were some of our best episodes yeah and you'll definitely notice if you're like i like this i want to listen to more you'll notice that a lot of the ones toward the end were a little bit lower energy i'm sorry i was kind of on autopilot by the end so that's my bad we both Uh, were i mean it's and that's kind of why we we decided to call it and it was at the point where it was more of a to-do rather than something we were looking for like we looked forward to getting together and talking but it was the prep and the edit and we're just like let's just hang out yeah exactly (laughs) At, at that point yeah, at that point, let's just hang Why out. Why don't we and just talk like hang out and movies. talk? Yeah. yeah. So yes, but yeah, thank you guys for listening to us, and like we have been loyal listeners to you guys since, and we're happy that someone's because <laughs> you're amusing to listen to, yeah. and I learned so much about GMC trucks. <laughs> so and I just try and pick out the difference between your and Adam's voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, again, thank you for ta- both of you to take taking the time. Uh, absolutely. absolutely you will absolutely be back yep um adam what uh what are we watching next time good question if you're trying to be lost with us next time we will be watching season one episode 21 (laughs) (laughs) just like three episodes before this uh the greater good centric character being saijira that greater good hey good thing coming off of the mvp episode for him to watch another saeed episode fuck yeah man yeah so come on back a couple weeks for that uh i'm sure it'll be a barn burner is that is that good? I don't want my barn on fire. You mean a raft burner? Hey-oh. Hey. Oh, oh, all right, that's enough of that. All right. Uh, this is why I'm not on the air anymore. <laughs> I'm firing finger guns in the air. You can't see it. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, James. Thank you, all of you out there for listening uh, to this episode of Lost on Lost. Yep, I'm Adam. No, I'm JP. You have any idea what's going on in the show? Nope. Me neither. 
Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.